Thank you for listening to Inside the Brewery, presented to you by Warwick Farm Brewing. We will be interviewing other brewers, people within the industry, and providing you with Warwick Farm Brewing updates. Sit back and enjoy. Cheers. Is that the good hair side over there? That okay, hit the, YouTube. Uh, hit the big red one. Yeah, I'm just kidding. We've been right. we've been recording for five seconds now, Ryan. Here he comes, Ryan's coming to check my. Wave out your I'm luscious locks. Yeah, you should. Sucks, yeah. Well, no, I don't have any hair, so this is not the good hair side. <laughs> yeah. We should cut mine like as long as make a wig. Make a wig for me. I like that. That'd be sick. All right. All right, and we're back. <laughs> it's been uh, it's been too long. I don't know how long. It feels like a while since me and Ryan did the last one. I know he's did a couple other podcasts since then, but oh, he's got a lot on the yeah, agenda. Apparently, being big, superstar, big news. Uh, but we have a special guest today, Hannah, the head brewer from Naked Brewing. Woo, woo, hey, <laughs> <laughs> woo, and then we're yep, uh, uh, turn his yeah, I'm just gonna let it ride. But uh, then we're here with myself. Uh, and Tim and Ryan, the usual crew, Jay sitting over here being just, he's being himself over there with a big hole in his pants. It's ridiculous. <laughs> um, but uh, we had a lot of stuff going on these past couple months uh, since we haven't really caught you guys up on things. Um, the question uh, that you've all been waiting for, the what, what, the tap the tap room is being built finally. <laughs> yes. Couldn't get that out. But... Yeah, we uh, started construction on that like two weeks ago, something like that. Uh, we poured the footings last week and then did some more concrete pouring today, right, Ryan? Yep, concrete. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tim, you want to catch yeah, everyone up good. on that? Yeah. Wow, yeah. So we started construction two weeks ago. Um, they started doing our rain garden down below, which is our, our, our water retention. So if you look down from the parking lot when you're here down to the left, there's a huge dirt pile. That's all getting leveled out for like a landscaped rain garden. Um, we broke ground on the foundation for the taste room. Uh, about a week ago so if you've been here you see that huge hole in the ground next to the brewery to the left that's where the taste room will be um we poured the footers this week and uh block wall is getting set up saturday and sunday i think i think the masons are coming oh, really so yeah we should start framing here in the next couple of weeks that's awesome um, i think the trusses are set to be ordered now and hopefully they'll be built by early mid-december so we'll be trying to be on a roof by the end of the year and uh open this bad boy up by spring Hell yeah! Woo, <laughs> woohoo! Well, it's it's exciting. Years. Yeah, it's exciting. Um, so stop asking us when it's going to get built. Yeah, you, now you can just see. Roll up yeah. and see. Um, what we got next to you. Uh, I'm going to give an inventory update. So uh, we have we're releasing two new beers this weekend. I was no, I was looking at Jay. Jay was like messing with the tape. I was trying but, to take uh, his pants back. Yeah. Jesus. So we have. Um, so this weekend we're releasing our second barrel aged beer, which is a rum stout so it's been sitting in barrels for six months came out really nice and then we're releasing an american ipa this week uh that uses chinook and centennial i think jay i think it's centennial but yeah we have we're canning seven beers on tuesday so um you can expect the dunkel the hellas we'll have two new ipas um we're bottling the belgian triple so we have a lot of exciting stuff coming out for you guys but um yeah, the main one that we're excited about is that that barrel aged rum stout. So yeah, it's very interesting. That sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like ten percent, a little um, bit of lactose, but I'm happy with the way it turned out. Yeah, it's like a lot of vanilla and like molasses, so it came out nice. I'm a big fan of rum barrel aged beers. I know. Yeah, I've had some of them where I'm like, this is 
when they're done correctly. It's yeah, when it's not Absolutely. too much. Yeah, so. Uh, all right, and then to give you guys an update on the beer garden that we've been having uh, throughout October, it's at least two more weeks we're doing it. Um, it's going really well. We've sold out almost every weekend, and, and uh, we haven't really had to turn anyone away with our parking. That's the only thing we were really worried about, but everything's worked out really nicely, and the weather's cooperated, um, and we're just glad that we were able to get everyone on the property. And if you haven't, if you haven't been here yet, I think, I don't know if I think this weekend sold out. Yeah, we're we're booked but up Hall- the rest of the month. Oh, Halloween's yeah. also sold out. Yeah. All right, well, so if you if you didn't get to come, you you missed the boat. <laughs> <laughs> Until so, next year. Yeah, sorry, sorry, yeah, sorry, sorry about, about that. that. But if you want to hear about how fun it is, I can tell you it was <laughs> yeah. awesome when I came a few weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, go ahead. I, we, we know you had a great time. Yeah. Okay, what does that mean? <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, means we all were having fun. All right, here we go. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's been a really good time, and everyone uh, seemed to enjoy themselves. The food trucks that we have, we only had one real mishap with that. I'm not, I, I forget the food truck's name. Like, oh, on a roll, and he ran out of rolls. <laughs> you, yeah, you stink. Well, isn't that just irony right <laughs> yeah. there? Yeah, hilarious. Yeah. I mean, he did get jammed up halfway through with like a, a food inspection by the Board of Health for like 45 oh, minutes. So, yeah. And he was like scrambling around, sweating when they were trying to figure out the issues he was having in uh that's very nerve-wracking but very he couldn't, yeah <laughs> if, i mean he couldn't keep up with the people anyway so oh, oh, sorry i don't know if yeah, i'll have you no. back if you're listening yeah but that, besides that but that dude jay's that, joint was here a bunch yeah, of times that guy's man yeah that was incredible the meat wagon was good um the mac know, and cheese is good yeah the meat wagon yeah yeah, yeah. it's and like just it? meat or nothing yeah or mac like, and cheese yeah, yeah. <laughs> i consume the mac and cheese very very well <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, um, I don't know if we'll have any others the rest of the month because we procrastinated a little bit on the. Food well, truck. yeah, you have to bring, bring, your, bring your own food. <laughs> you got to book these uh, food trucks. Like, yeah, well, most of them are three months yeah, in advance. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. October's probably like their busiest month. Dude, it's like herding cats trying to organize yeah. food trucks. Mm-hmm. Um, like talking about wart wrangler, it's yeah. like food truck yeah. wrangling. And we mm. didn't know we were going to be doing like we didn't have this set in stone totally. until like, <laughs> like yeah late September. So it's hard to get them on short notice. So I mean we're thankful for for the food trucks that we got. And like I said, just thank you guys for coming. And we're glad we could. Uh, yeah, thanks for everyone for your patience too with parking and the yeah. reservations. The reason yeah. we did the reservations because we had like you know limited spots and we were afraid of causing our jam on uh, Almost House Road with everyone just coming in mm-hmm. at once. So it worked out. Um, yeah, thank you all for your support yeah. you guys have done a really great job though with um like the service model and everything uh, like thanks. that being able to order online and then your order being up at the table makes everybody feel safe in a you know pandemic world yeah safe as you can it's like yeah you know I, yeah plenty of open space definitely mm-hmm. had to like drop back a punt on a lot of ideas we had because like you know that that threw us in through a ringer with yeah. this whole spring and summer season but we figured it out like well, everyone else did. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it worked out as well as we could. Yeah. and uh, worked out well. Well, the field gives nice people space out there. Like yeah, you're exactly. Saying, like, you know, they don't have to be on top of each other. Yeah, it gives people a lot of opportunities. And then so, yeah, obviously then hopefully, I mean, obviously if everything goes right, we'll have the tap room open by next year. And next time we have the beer garden, I, I think it'll be on a whole other level with <laughs> with everything we'll have going here. So I'm looking forward to next year already. That's, that's going to yeah. be exciting. Yeah. Um, 
So we'll, we'll get cool. into this. So Hannah, thank you again for coming onto our, onto our little show here. One of our favorite <laughs> yeah. people in the beer industry. If you, oh, thanks, guys. If you want to just uh, introduce yourself a little and, and tell us a little bit about your brewer experience or brewery experience and how the new job's going at Naked. Yeah, absolutely. Um, first of all, thank you guys so much for inviting me on. Um, yeah. You know, the feeling is mutual. You guys are some of the raddest, um, most kind-hearted Ooh, people in the that. industry. Cheers. Cheers. Drinking some Sly Fox Hellas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. Um, yeah, and it's funny because Ryan and I actually um, both got our start at Keystone Homebrew Supply. So um, I actually like to say that Keystone's sort of like um, a feeder system for a lot of it is. professional like brewers. Um, and Yeah, it's an incubator oh, that's a great yeah. um, in, this, in this area especially. So um, while our paths didn't exactly cross there we didn't work there at the same time um you know obviously there's still a close relationship so mm-hmm. um it's been cool to uh to watch you open your own thing so yeah proud of you dude thank you uh, yeah <laughs> thank you <laughs> um and actually sorry i know i'm supposed to introduce myself but um i have add so you know i just kind of blurred That's out okay. in my i think head. yeah timmy definitely has um <laughs> But your your dad actually reminded me of this when I came for um, the fall field day. Your dad reminded me that I taught his first homebrew class at Keystone. At Keystone, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hadn't remembered that. So when it's he told Scott me that, took one too. Yeah. Uh, were you with him? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. So does that mean awesome. that I taught you your first homebrew mm-hmm. class? Yeah, yeah, you did. That's why I thought oh. too. That's amazing. That's yeah, wild. it was an extract class. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah that would have been. Um, I mean, I did teach uh, next step and all grain too, but I taught more of the like you know beginner ones. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure it was yeah. extract. If I'm pretty sure it was extract, like That's right when I was getting going. Sounds like it probably is. Right, yeah. yeah, but that was really cool because um, mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't remember that. So yeah, um, that was a cool, cool moment when your dad told me that. Yeah, um, yeah, and Scott so. loves you. Yeah, <laughs> he does. yeah. Oh, uh, he's such a nice man. Yeah, and like, so my dad's favorite local brewery is Freewell, and you worked there prior, so um, he was there all the time. He just loves Freewell, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, big fans. So yeah, now that we've talked about nothing that has to do with my intro. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Um, but uh, yes, I did get my start at Keystone. Um, and then I started working part-time at Freewell, as Ryan just said. Um, and I worked there part-time for about 18 months while I was also working full-time at Keystone. Wow. And I pretty much bugged them every chance I could get to hire me full-time. And then one day, um, John Stemmler, who is a co-founder <clears throat> and brewmaster at Freewell, um, called me and said, hey, I want you to come be my brewer. And I said, what? <laughs> Are you serious? And he was like, yeah, I am. And I was like, whoa, okay. <laughs> so um, that was in the summer of 2015. And That's I've awesome. been pro ever since. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. So, yeah, lots, lots of hard work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> lots and lots of hard work. Um I've worn a lot of different hats within this industry. Um, When I started, I was a brewer. I also handled special events and social media. Um, You know, with any small business, you have to wear a lot of different hats in order to make the company move forward. So when you started, Um, how many people were working with you? How many people do you think were there? uh, That's a good question. At Freewell? Yeah. Yeah. Can you Um, hear me? I'd say maybe Mm -hmm. 10. Okay. Maybe 10 full-time employees. Um, that That's a best guess. Um, 
There were pretty much two of us on the brew staff plus John. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, we had a seller crew and a packaging crew cool. um, and some retail front of house staff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, so I, I, was, at, I was at Free Will um, for six years, nice. um, including the, my part-time um, being there. So, and then I was offered the head brewer position at Naked, and I jumped on that right away. Um, Congratulations! Cheers to that. Yeah, thank it's awesome. you. Thank I you. Yeah, it's been a wild ride, man. <laughs> um, you know, I had spent some time sidelined from brewing with a pretty gnarly brewing in- injury um, that happened four and a half, almost five years ago. Um, I've had two surgeries from it. Uh, so anybody that thinks that brewing is just Jeez. sitting around drinking and super glamorous and like a rock star gig, um, it's not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, when you're dealing sweat. with, yeah, when you're dealing with a lot of, uh, I mean, you're dealing with vessels that are under pressure, you're dealing with caustics and acids, you're dealing with hot boiling liquids. That's the um, worst. Yeah. The hot, yeah. Every, everything's hot. And even yeah. just yeah. hot water that, you know, comes out of your hot liquor tank at mm-hmm. somewhere between 170 and 190 degrees. Um, you know, you, there's plenty of opportunities for some, some mishaps to happen. Obviously, you know, you do what you can to mm-hmm. minimize that, that risk, but sometimes things happen. So, yeah. um, you know, my cautionary tale to everybody listening is if you work in a professional brewery, um, secure your compressed gas cylinders. Wow. Please, yeah, that's yours. Yeah. Please do it. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. It's um, such a simple thing, yeah. but like you would never. Yeah. Cause she, yeah, she had story. one fall on her. Yeah, that's yeah. what caused her so, injury. injury. Yeah, yeah. So I had a like one of the really tall uh, nitrogen cylinders. Yeah. They weigh about two hundred fifty pounds. I had one crush my arm. Oh, oh my gosh! Yeah. God. <laughs> so. Um, and nobody was there, right? You, no. Yeah. Well, I mean, there were people in the building, but not yeah. where I was. I was actually downstairs in the sour cellar. Oh, um, I was yeah. CIP in a, another vessel, and um, yeah. It, yeah, it crushed my arm. So it was everything is gnarly. so dangerous in the like you don't realize it. Like when you you're don't. it's so dangerous, like everything in the brewery like wants to kill you. Like it's just like seriously <laughs> like, like especially yeah. I wanna kill you a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not just your coworkers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like the I'm pressurized the vessel aspect of there. Like those things are pressurized at thirty PSI. Like if something flies off of that Shout like, out to Mike McAllister. Yeah, Mike McAllister. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he had a door oh blow boy. off. Yeah, <laughs> I've heard this story. <laughs> Mike, we love you, but man, that was a close one. Um, yeah, yeah, safety like the, first, friends. Yeah, yeah, Matt. Like one Always time, check so, that gauge. Yeah, and this is when Matt was new brewing. So the hot liquor tank, there's like a ball valve mm-hmm. to like to <laughs> oh, let yeah. all the water out. And Matt, we had a you know a tri clamp hose on there, and he took the ball valve off instead so 200 degree water's coming out oh yeah and he was like he was like trying to like plug it and i was like no so i like pulled him away and i was like i luckily we have a shutoff valve so i but like it takes like a minute like in a situation like that to like think it'd be like natural reaction yeah thank yeah your natural reaction is like stop you know i had those gloves on oh i didn't have those gloves on i would have been we should order more of those actually we did we have two more pairs oh great thanks guys on top of it between that and jay burning his arm and Oh, damn serious. We're all booked up. Does that mean that means Jay's up? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jay, just hang up the phone on him. Also, back real quick to the phone calls. 
if you can't make a reservation uh, because we're sold out, which we are, that calling in and asking usually does not help. It doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't come. But we do appreciate it. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure the people that call in have no they idea that we you. even have yeah. a podcast. <laughs> there's, there's no way those people know. It's that. usually yeah. like 30, 40 to phone yeah. calls every Saturday morning. Yeah. yeah. I mean, okay. how do you make a reservation? Like so, and like sometimes we're just like, weeks ago. you know, it actually works sometimes because sometimes they, yeah, like, no, we can, they wear us down yeah. and we're like, oh, you know yeah. what? Yes, you oh, can Oh, a come. thousand percent. <laughs> like if they're, if we're in the middle of like, if it's say it's Saturday. Just get over here. Yeah, yeah. They're like, well, I was just driving by and like I don't even give them the spiel. I'm like, you know what? Just, just come in. Just whatever. Just Sorry, I didn't mean in. to take away yeah. uh, story here, but I just wanted to. A oh, phone no, call it's, triggered me. It's yeah, totally see, fine. I know. We are gonna get. Totally we got fine. two people with ADD. I got a slight ADD. Ryan's got. Something. I have a learning disability. <laughs> yeah, I got CAPD, which is a whole animal in itself. <laughs> is that yeah, a coughing so. thing? I think that's COPD. See, central auditory processing disorder. That's what I have. So yeah, that's fun. So we all have something. Sorry, well, all right, back to you. Cool. We all qualified to like take our tests in separate rooms. Though. Oh yeah, I yeah. got I got oh, time and a half time. on tests. Yeah. Like it was great. Yeah, take my yeah. sweet old time. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm taking the SATs. All right, this guy put like him in the 90 closet. Min- like like a sixty minute session, I get like ninety minutes. Yeah. It was oh, great. Wow. It was great Good for you. All right. So all right. anyway, so yeah. I'm the head brewer at Naked. <laughs> yeah. <Woo! laughs> awesome. So yeah, I started uh, July 1st, and it's been it's been really 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 cool. Um, I was pretty much given carte blanche to do whatever I wanted when I came in there. Um, I work for two really awesome people, uh, Jim Crossland, who is the original uh, co-founder um, and one of the owners, and then Sean Dooley. Uh, she came on board a few years after they had started, but she is also one of the owners. Um, and on a normal daily basis, it is just Sean and I in the brewery, which is pretty awesome because it's two badass women. Nice running the show um she's awesome and to be honest jim is the only male that works for the company um which is a very stark contrast to uh free will where i was one of the only women i was the only um uh, female brewer for a long time um and yeah so it's it's pretty it's pretty cool um especially cool to not have to fight some of those uh gender stereotypes or uh sexist things that unfortunately mm, sorry dudes but a lot of a lot of it is uh it's an unconscious thing that you do um i'm you know not saying it's you guys in this room but um so it's it's cool to not have to fight against that every single day just to be able to do my job you know so walk-ins no one tells you to smile no No. All you guys listening, you can't see what I'm wearing currently, but uh, I'm wearing a shirt that says, if you sexist me, I will feminist you. Um, and that is 100% true. So, <laughs> um, But in all honesty, uh, you know, everybody should be a feminist, um, be, a, be an ally, be an advocate uh, for anybody that's a, a marginalized member of, of society, um, not just women, but, you know, being a a woman that's <laughs> yeah. where a lot of my focus is obviously cool um yeah so that's uh yeah, that's um, my so stuff if you're not sure if anyone's listening don't know or about naked or know know where they are you want to tell oh, us oh yeah, yeah sorry uh so naked brewing is in huntington valley it's our main production facility it's off of buck road um and then we also have a second tap room in bristol 
um, right in the borough. It's only about mm, half a block from the marina. So it's in a really cool spot. I've never been um, there. Yeah. Bristol <laughs> by the river is pretty cool. Yeah. It's it's a really cool town. Um, they've won a number of awards for being like a very walkable community. There's a lot of history there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's on the water, right? Like I've never yeah, been to Bristol. Yeah, yeah. It's right on right on the Delaware. Okay. So. Mm-hmm. And there's what? So there's Odd Logic, you guys... Are they around there? Is so Odd Logic? Logic no, I think they're like technically Langhorn, they? no. They are. I think they are technically in Bristol, but they're more on. Oh gosh, mm. like near Nishimini. Goblins like right around the river. What's one of yeah. the main roads that you would take oh, to get? Oh gosh, in Bristol. Yeah, see, Bristol Road. I don't know. Lower Bristol. I don't know. <laughs> I don't either. And I'll be honest. It's um, so to get you to the Bristol, the Bristol yeah. Tap Room. <laughs> no. I don't think it is, but it's a to long get to the, street, street road goes it might down. Be, road to Bristol. It might be street road. This is terrible. Um, I, was say, <laughs> I don't know where. Sorry, anybody from Bristol? We don't know. Sorry, Laura Bucks. The tap room is actually almost an hour from my house, um, and since there's no production that happens there, I have actually only been there twice. Uh, once was the day that I accepted the job, and then the second time was um, when we were doing a soft opening for the the tap room. It was just for employees to come and check it out. So I don't go there very often, um, but it is beautiful. Um, and there is on-site, uh, limited on-site, social distance seating available. Um, unfortunately, oh. our Buck Road tap room, um, we're in a little bit of a dispute with our building management company currently. Um, they put the kibosh on any and all outdoor seating. Oh, really? Yeah. Was it because of the daycare next door? (laughs) So we are beside (laughs) an adult daycare, but they only have operating hours Monday through Friday, and it's like business hours. I mean, they're like bankers hours. I mean, they're pretty much... Those people are out of there by okay. like four o'clock. <laughs> they get picked no. up and they go home. Yeah. <laughs> Which is actually why I was just a few minutes late was because. <laughs> oh. Oh, I hear the story. I can't wait to hear this. <laughs> there, were, um, there were a bunch of elderly people that were trying to load themselves into one of the vans and they don't walk very fast. Oh, no. So they were kind of blocking my way to get out of the parking lot. <laughs> Laying on the Let's horn. Go. Out the window. <laughs> well, but the funny thing is that this is how they summon the people to come out of the building. They, is they summon. Honk, I they love just, that word. They just honk the horn like really loud. And they have these big like van bus things um, that, you know, I mean. Like shuttle bus. Yeah, like yeah. a shuttle bus type of thing that has, you know, like a typical bus door. So the horns are really loud. Um so they just sit in the parking lot, and that's but that's how they that's how they get them to come out. So the drivers don't go in to get them. Yeah. And I don't know. Oh, yeah. I don't know if it's um, something that has to do with the pandemic or not, yeah. or if that's how or that's always lazy. been done. Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't really know. Or it's if not it's far from like the, where I they hope that's how they do. No. It. Yeah, they've just always done it. I, I would assume that it's just the way they've always done it. Sit <laughs> your teeth um, on the mic. But <laughs> on my, on my nose. Good. I was trying to push it down. Oh, oh, oh my face. Tighten. Tighten this. Oh no! Equipment malfunction. It hasn't even yeah. been a half hour yet. Yeah. yeah. Oh boy. Who set oh, this up? Alice, you haven't had the. Who Hellas set this yet. up? Who set this up? No, I, I haven't had the Hellas yet. Well, you're moving it's around. Well, I'll gladly take some. Everyone can hear you. It's really uh, good. sure. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so fine. so since I've been at at Naked, um, we started canning. <clears throat> excuse me. Um, Four packs. We started canning, which is pretty cool. That was something that uh, had not been happening prior. Um, so I, I honestly, I this was a, a joint decision uh, between ownership and, and myself, but um, coming from a production brewery and seeing how um, 
much more accessible beer is to people when it's put into a canned format Yeah, uh, was something that really appealed to me um, and something that I sort of felt like, especially right now uh, with a pandemic and, you know, you're you're just not able to service the same amount of people or move beer the same amount, you know, of you know, volume amount that you were pre-pandemic mm-hmm. um so being able to put it into a, a more um concise packaged format yeah and especially but something besides the crowlers sense. too right yeah like because the crowler is such a commitment like if you open it is it, a commitment yeah, yeah. and like yeah, yeah. and crowlering is like and, the worst and so. honestly you know crowler like, team so beer trading's a thing whether yeah okay like a whole one um <laughs> <you> like a <laughs> so you know beer trading's a whole big thing too and i'm not even talking about like you know some of these crazy um people that really seek out all these different beers and you know we're sending them all over Mm -hmm. i'm just talking about like even trading with you know your friends um you know like hey you pick up a four pack from this place and i pick up a four pack from this place and we split it two and two like Mm -hmm. that's a that's a a fun thing to do yeah absolutely rip a can off and give it to somebody yeah exactly so So being able to do that um you know versus having a, a crowler has sort of been a, a game changer. Um, you know, we've seen beer move a lot more quickly, which you know makes me feel good. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, especially um, since you've come in too. Like, I, I didn't see, I didn't have any of the beer prior to when you came in, but like mm-hmm. your your stuff has been on point whenever we've been there. So thank um, you. Yeah, and Hannah also saved our butt with our canning needs because yeah. she let us <laughs> yeah, use thank a you and, oh, Thank wow, you and to goodness. Naked Brewing so, for yeah. letting us use that. Oh, last yeah, no months. sweat, man. Yeah. Until ours came in, like, well, it took like forever to so, get. I mean, yeah, I so, can see it sitting over there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right there. So, yeah, for those of you thank who you are so not, yeah, like, to, in order to test carbonation, sure you need a ZOM, um, which is, it's a carbonation tester. And we didn't have one, so we had a terrible canning run one time where, I don't remember what beer it was, but we canned flat beer. And um, so we texted Hannah and Sean and they thankfully let us use their zom for what like four canning runs and uh they're like 10 they're like 10 weeks to get production you know like to get one so yep they saved our butts so i would suspect that that production time probably has increased because so many people have moved to canning yeah they had to Mm -hmm. um you know i mean cheap either no they're not eighteen hundred dollars they're uh little expensive <laughs> but you know what in the it's, as a drop in the bucket oh, when yeah. it comes to quality mm-hmm, um, you know that's that's something that I will yeah. fight tooth and nail with other other people in the industry for is like it's yes that is a large chunk of change um, and not even just for the zombie but you know other things in general mm-hmm. but insurance for you like, it is it's insurance you can it's absolutely. like we know where levels absolutely. are like, you get higher yeah. yields yeah. like you yeah. get better oh. yields yeah Makes you get one so possibility yeah. yeah you get one shot two if you're lucky but you get one shot to capture your audience right yeah. and so if the first experience that somebody has is with a beer that is undercarbed or, or flat super oxidized. or oxidized yeah, or yeah, has you know remember. any other you know number of quality issues they may or may not ever give you a shot yeah. again and you know right. it doesn't yeah. it doesn't matter how great some of your other beers are that might have been the one and only chance that you had to capture them because especially you know now we're seeing so many breweries open even during the pandemic during, yeah um so many you know so many breweries are opening so consumers have a lot mm-hmm. of options out there it's not you know long gone are the days of of watching um 
you know, some of the the larger breweries be the ones that everybody flocks mm-hmm. to all the time. Um, you know, it's people are seeking out. They want new. They want different. But they also want their their neighborhood yep. breweries. Local, um, yeah. yeah. And, they, so, and they're proud of it, too. They're like, absolutely. Like, we have, oh, just, just speaking from our us, local like, crowd our lo- is unbelievable. Yeah. It's crazy our local crowd like yeah just I would like, say more like uh, more than half the people that came to the beer garden are yeah. the same people that just show up every week to buy our beer so yeah. I mean I recognize so many names every it's, Saturday it's now, and they're too, so they, happy they to watch us grow so great. from yeah. the beginning yeah. you know they're so supportive and that, uh, we can't be you know happier than what our customers we have yeah. except awesome. for funk Jason Funk's a scumbag if anyone's listening (laughs) (laughs) he's a good customer he's a great guy that's what everyone says on on every order they put in on the notes kind of along those lines when Hannah was talking about I'll get right into these questions here yeah Um, so what do you guys think is an underrated style that needs more attention Oh, I'm first. Uh, anyone just hop right in because I'm just going to piggyback off someone you don't know my answer is going to be but (laughs) what um Pilsner? No, we, we, I say it every time. The hop. You have 15 seconds to come up with an answer All before right, um, I go. I'm going to say Hellas. Okay. Yeah, that's what, and that's what we're, we actually that's just poured our Hellas. Say, Tim, Tim, Tim's just promoting oh, our Hellas. yeah. <laughs> Which um, we're canning 1027. I'm going to say <laughs> dark beer that isn't a pastry style. Okay. Because, so. because like, like Everybody right ale. now wants yeah, like a brown ale, yeah, like a brown ale, De- a dark Czech lager, like the dunkel, yeah. an English, yeah, a dunkel, oh, sorry, like dunkel. an English porter. Like those styles need mm. some attention because they're so like I, we had an English porter from Wissahickon yesterday. Yeah, <clears throat> phenomenal. Yeah, it was. Like, it, was, was, it? It, really, it, was incredible. it was phenomenal. Yeah, it was a ton and of beer that on that shot. I know there. it's like, from that. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. Oh, I just brought you guys two more four packs yeah. too, so oh, you're nice. welcome to oh, add yeah, to that. I think seen beer in there from breweries I've never even heard of. Yeah. yeah, I don't know where it all came from. That's cool, though. But yeah, you don't just because like I, I don't know why, but like maybe it's Guinness. Like whenever people see a dark beer, they think like roasty and bitter, and, and it's they, not, and they think heavy. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. that's, yeah, it's not necessarily the case. And there's so many styles out there. Oh, it's gonna fill me up. Um, yeah, so yeah, that's no. they don't all have to. No, no yeah, like our Dunkel's coming out oh, next yeah. week, and like when we were forcing people to like try it here, like we put it on tap, and there's only six you beers on tap. Yeah, pusher. Yeah, so like they have to. Oh, you're <laughs> drinking it. Yeah. <laughs> you will drink it, and you will like it. Yeah. Yeah. So like they were trying it, and like I had a bunch of people message me, be like, "Your your Dunkel was really good," and I'm like, "Great, Duh. drink more of that." Not yeah. sweet, sweet. I mean, listen, I love the peanut butter stout, but. <laughs> There's a time and a place, right? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. and that was exactly what I was going to say is there's a time and a place for every beer in this world. Um, I personally hate the term beer snob. Um, I just, it's not something that I would ever assign to myself. If somebody else wants to do that and assign that to themselves, that's totally fine. It's your prerogative. Um, but I don't find that to be a flattering term for me personally. A beer um, hobbyist. Beer enthusiast, beer, beer enthusiast, hobbyist. Totally. Yeah, for. absolutely. But like. <laughs> But beer snob, um, I just I, I can't I can't get behind that term yeah. um, because, like I said, there there really is a time and a place for every beer yeah. in this world. Like, there are times that you know what, no shame. I'm gonna crack open a PBR. Oh, I'm gonna say my, you know how much push light we drink my, the <laughs> my favorite favorite beer of all time, always and forever, will be Genesee Cream Ale. Oh, okay. That is my that's my jam. I'm a Jenny girl through and through. Um, Cream ales as a style is my favorite style. So that that great. is that Incredible. is my answer to most underrated. Um, on ale? that note, yeah, cream ale. But on that note, uh, 
can you guys even imagine how stoked I was to go to a brewery that literally the only beer that I have to keep on tap at all times is a cream ale? Yeah, yeah that like, is oh. incredible. That is yeah. the only beer that I have to make sure is always it's on like, tap. Oh no, I got to brew another cream ale. I got to brew some my drink. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that was sort of like super serendipitous, you know? I mean, I couldn't have planned that more perfectly. That's awesome. Um, so do you filter so, that quick? I, yeah. Nope. You just I have no filtration, crash, man. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Neither do we. Like, all I just, it's all. Had, All like, cold crash. When I had it there, it was like just brilliantly just clear. Like I don't know what you guys. Yeah, yeah it was. I love that beer. We, I mean, we were there at ten in the morning. And it was delicious. <laughs> yeah. See, and that's <laughs> what Wednesday. I'm saying. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like it's it's delicious anytime. Mm-hmm. Um, the blonde style, and, though. Oh yeah. I have that in in the. Uh, How am I going to eat this? Yeah. That yeah. one. I, almost, I saved yeah. a can. Yeah. I, I have one. Oh, thank you guys so much. Here. Yeah, I've I've gotten a lot of really great feedback on that beer, which I think means. Um, so, how am I going to eat this? Was a, a blonde uh, sweet stout. It was a tiramisu inspired uh, blonde sweet stout. It was a collaboration with Hitchhiker Brewing out in Pittsburgh. Um, their head brewer Derek is my. Tippity tap best friend. Um, he was he's been my brewing mentor. Um, we worked together at Freewell, and then he got hired out at Hitchhiker. He's from Pittsburgh, so um, it's time for him to return home, I guess. But um, he came out, and we we brewed this beer, and um, I think it turned out really well. Yeah. I was really stoked with how it turned out, and then just hearing people's feedback, um, both within the industry and then just um, you know a, a normal patron's feedback uh, has been awesome to hear so i think we might have to brew it again i wasn't like, I, was, I, don't, I didn't like didn't know what i was gonna expect it. I, yeah I, I don't know what i'm expecting yeah. here yeah that's, but it was like great that's been what a lot of people have said actually yeah. is i wasn't sure what i was gonna get yeah, into with like, this i didn't know i went into it with an no open idea. mind and, right exactly yeah awesome. yeah and the thing i liked about it too is like it was balanced like a lot of your beer like seems to be very balanced even if it's crazy like off the wall like all the flavors like well, I'm saying like their gozes, you know, which oh. we're not typically fan, you know, typically fans of. Hers aren't as acidic, as fruity as some of the other ones. But like the tiramisu stout, it like and the coffee beer, and yeah. the chocolate, like mm-hmm. the it wasn't there wasn't, wasn't like one flavor yeah. that just like dominated. You the know? golf Thank beer you. was great. Yeah. Oh that was yeah, a perfect, golf beer. The perfect name. For it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you call it what it is, yeah. right? Yeah, <laughs> Why complicate it? Yeah. <laughs> so I have a question following up with the hitchhiker thing. Yeah, yeah. Collabs. Yeah. How? What's your What's your view on them? How do you feel? Um. Because they're always so, been super popular. Yeah. So I well. So I've had this conversation with Brian before, actually. So, um, my my viewpoint on collabs is. I think a lot of it is marketing. Mm-hmm. There is value. Naturally. There is value in that. Um, there's, I think, depending upon. So I've been part of some collabs where, um, l- pretty much one person works, okay, and everybody else drinks and goofs off. Yeah, and that's great, and it's fun um, because oftentimes it's a it's a chance and an opportunity to hang out with your friends that you don't normally get a chance to hang out the with. Host it's social doing yeah. the work, right? right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and even even oftentimes the person that set up the club isn't the one that's actually brewing full time. Like mm-hmm. there's somebody else that is sort of. Like the person that set up the collab is like the the host. The they're doing the entertaining, yeah, yeah. Um, and then you know they're going out to lunch and yeah. you know cracking open cans yeah. and bottles we and stuff like that. You, and then you, you know, and then like a shift brewer yeah. is the one that's that's actually doing the work. Okay. You know, um, so I've been parts of of collabs like that, and then I've been part of collaborations that are extremely educational and enlightening, um, and I. Th- think that there's value in both of those from a, a 
from my perspective, from a professional standpoint, um, from a monetary and... So what do you think the advantages are and the disadvantages? Of doing collabs? Um, I think that there's potentially a lot of uh, money that is invested in a collaboration that you may or may not be able to recoup. But that being said, there's also some intrinsic value in doing a collaboration um, because like I said you're it's more mostly marketing strategy yeah and you're you're also hopefully um, bouncing ideas off of some of the other brewers mm. that are there your people within the industry um, you know I've I've done some really cool collabs that I've been really proud of um, that have been to me kind of the ethos of what this industry is mm-hmm. um, that collaborative um inclusive so that's what i want to get with next inclusion i heard a quote somewhere that someone said the brewing industry is like hip-hop and you feature people like on an album or on a beer and it's like hey i'm friends with these people look look at me you should buy my beer too yeah so i think that i I think i get what you're saying so by association sometimes you're able to elevate another brewery um based on reputation yeah so So i feel like it's always almost like there's more advantage to one brewery than than another in the collab i think sometimes in some situations yes um i think that it depends like pink like let's just say a pink boot society one where there's like 10 different breweries. I think that's a different collaboration oh, than yeah, like a yeah. way different. Say that yeah. we collaborated with you guys, you know, or not you got like just any if brewery. I'm, well, if like, I'm being what's, honest, what's the, the, the collaboration yeah. with Hitchhiker, um, you know, Naked has been around for 10 years, but we've been in uh, the Buck Road location for eight years. Um, and there was a definite period of time that, um, they weren't necessarily the the trendy or the the most popular brewery mm-hmm. out there. Um, not to toot my own horn, but I also brought some value um, yeah, with my Follow experience yeah. And, yeah. and and where you came from, right? And and my brewing pedigree, if you will, for lack of a better term. Um, so I will say that I think that that helps. Um, but I also know like- how to brew good beer Mm -hmm. but then brewing with hitchhiker who does have a really big following they are um, amongst that um people will trade for their beers crowd um you know they get invited to some of these cool festivals like um what is it like juicy fest or whatever Mm -hmm. that uh hop culture does and oh they're up in pittsburgh yeah. yeah so like they do get invited to some of these like they get invited to kennett um which is another really great festival and you know, some of these other things. So um, that is a good example of uh, a collaboration that Did you on see surface with- surface optics is a little bit mismatched. Like Hitchhiker has a really good following mm-hmm. and, you know, Naked is, is getting there. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. So, but fortunately, um, the operations manager and uh, um, one of the co-founders from Hitchhiker uh, pretty much said to Derek, like, oh, you want to brew with Hannah? Yeah, whatever she wants. That's awesome. Do it. That's um, awesome, yeah. So, you know, but I also, I've also known the Hitchhiker crew long before Derek was even there. Um, I've known them since 2015. So, nice. um, but it, I don't know if I totally answered your well, question, here, but I think. Did you see any direct benefit after? Like, do you see an increase in Yeah, I mean, sales I think. Or, you know. I think the beer itself uh, being pretty good. 
Um, yeah, that's definitely got to play a factor. Yeah, drove, it can't be a bad drove sales. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, we sold out of it in a week. Cool. So, um, I think, I think it's hard to say. That's the only collab that I've I've done since I've yeah. been at Naked. Um, but cool I here. I do think that some collaborations uh, bring in money along with marketing value, and then yeah. I think that others are just kind of done because you're like well i want to brew with my friends yeah yeah. um so i think i think there's a lot of i think there's a lot of things you have to weigh you know weigh out um it's such a complicated issue honestly disadvantages do i see any disadvantages um mm, yes and no i mean there's a lot that goes into planning a collaboration uh especially if you're hosting a brewery that is not anywhere local you gotta get the beer there like yeah there's there's a lot of there's a lot that goes into well, it just um then. yeah i did a collaboration last fall this is a collab actually that i'm really proud of and um I, if you guys follow me on instagram you may have mm-hmm. seen me post about it yesterday but um i brewed with megan stone um which if anybody follows her on instagram she's um is beer a carb um, she has like, I don't know, 35,000 followers or something. She's an amazing person. Um, and last fall she was consulting down at Duclaw in Baltimore and we arranged to do a collab and she actually brought all of the women that work for Duclaw up with her, um, which for every single one of them, including the operations manager, um, and vice president of Duclaw, which you know, it's a pretty big brewery. Yeah. Um, Elizabeth, that was their first collaboration. That was their first brew day that they'd ever been part of. Um, so to be able to give that experience to other other women, other people, but especially other women in the industry was really cool. It was such a cool, humbling experience. Um, and the, the beer, it was a pomegranate hazy IPA. Um, it turned out really well. Um, but we called it Universally United because that was sort of the theme of it um, was to promote inclusion mm-hmm. um, for people. Cool. So, yeah, I think there's some some collabs that have more of a intention behind them than others. Yeah, that's all. That's good to hear. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. Cool. Brew with intention. <laughs> brew with integrity. Brew with intention. Brew for the revolution, yeah. man. <laughs> you want to do the... Yeah, uh, I was going to say, so how long have you been in the industry or brewing, period? Just in general. Uh, I started homebrewing in college, which we're not going to go Ooh, with how long wow. ago that was. Oh, don't you dare. <laughs> well, if you guys are that rough. <laughs> Sorry. Right, I can well, confirm that I am the oldest one in this room. Along those lines is what I was kind of getting at. It was like, what what changes have you seen from when you started brewing? Okay. That's a good question. To, yeah, stop laughing at me. Sorry. Good question. <laughs> it was a great question. Yeah. What, he was yeah, so proud what, of it. What, have you, what differences have you seen since you started to now? And then... So, so I'm going to talk about professionally brewing versus yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. home brewing because I think there's more things on the surface for that. Um, so things that I have seen since I started brewing professionally, um, first of all, the number of breweries has exponentially increased. Um, so there's you know a lot more people that are opening their own spots, um, which for some people, it might sound like that's more competition. Uh, I don't necessarily think that it is. Like, yes, if you're fighting for tap handles or shelf space at the grocery yeah, store or whatever. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, yeah that is competition. Um, but at the same time, again, this goes back to the P 
people really enjoy their local neighborhood places, right? So um, I think that I don't I don't think that it's as much competition as um, it would appear on the surface. Um, you know, technically you guys would be my competition, but I yeah. love you guys dearly. <laughs> I and, know, yeah. You know, there's I feel nothing but um, you know adoration and camaraderie. Um, well, so uh, yeah, you're, yeah, you're also one of the closest like, breweries to us. Yeah, yeah, you are yeah, the closest I, one. Yeah, and yeah. as an like, artifact, or crooked eye. I th- they close. technically are closer we're closer than really. Yeah, they're yeah. crow flies. What's that? By the way, a crow flies. No, uh, like, by the crow like flies you, might like, be artifact. If you look up, I think if you look up, yeah, like with like routes, like yeah. it's, it takes yeah. longer to get the artifact oh, than right. it does to get the name. But hey, if we can drive customers to you and you can drive customers to us, it's a win-win. Absolutely, exactly, yeah. absolutely. And you know, when you have breweries that are producing really quality beer, mm-hmm. um, it just elevates the whole industry. Yeah. You know, yeah. because then that's what people are striving to produce. Um, you know, when I. When I started at, at Naked, and especially when we first started canning, um, I was talking to the breweries and PA guys. Um, I was talking to Matt specifically, which I've known them for years. Shout out to Matt. Yeah, shout out to Matt <laughs> and Chad. Um, he'll text me later tonight but, uh, complaining about some brewery or something. <laughs> <laughs> Chad with two Ds. Yeah. <laughs> Chad, we had a good time with Chad. Yeah, Chad had a great time. Kubota rides six hours. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Anyway, no, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) So when I when I first started uh, at Naked and um, they interviewed me, um, as I know they did for you, uh, Ryan, as well. But um, I told Matt, I said, you know, one of my goals is to dethrone New Trail from being the brewery that is talked about the most on the breweries in PA like fan page. When was this? Um, this was in July or August that I said this. Okay. I said, my goal is to dethrone them eventually. I said, you know what? I won't even say dethrone. I just want to be relevant and have mentions in there. And I said, I have nothing but love for Neutral. They produce some phenomenal beers. I have respect for them. My wanting to dethrone them has absolutely nothing to do with any negative things. You know, how you measure, yeah, you know how you measure your success is you size up the biggest person in the room and you say, that's my competition. Yeah. Um, And and as much as I want to dislike Untapped because, Uh, um, you know, it can be the devil, as much as I want to dislike people posting on uh, beer fan pages about, you know, the beers that they're drinking because, you know, it is what it is. But... The same time, that's your consumer basis. Oh, yeah. That's what people you like to do. You have to pay attention yeah, to it. Like, you have to. How do you ignore so, untapped? Like, you well, don't. We, we ignore it to a, uh, to a certain if, if point, but we're if, always checking well, right. it. We, we used, to read it. We used yeah. to read it every single yeah. day and be very critical. Now it's yeah. kind of like, all right, what's this beer getting in general? Like, we don't. Yeah. 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 It's not looking at each like individual we may, rating. Yeah. And it's like, we're not building, but. I think it's important not to build your brewery yeah, around untapped right, ratings. And right. I know because like we're gauge. brewing Hellas, right. like, which is not going to be it's a gonna, four, yeah. four no. on untapped. No. And I'm, I'm not, I'm not suggesting right. that, that anybody do that, but, um, but you, you, I mean, that's a, that's a metric that is hard to ignore. Like you, yeah, you definitely. do have to pay attention. It's important. And, and consumers pay attention. Pay, to that, so and right. that's exactly like, it. Consumers pay beer attention. Beer tours are in the area looking at untapped scores. Right. Yep. And it's like, I mean, and, the bigger you get, the more ratings you get, right? Which is harder yeah. to harder to skew. And if you're at a certain level, it's gonna be hard to creep back up. Yeah, right. from Absolutely. that point, and it's like you get stuck. Absolutely. There. Well, it's like he was saying, like it, if 
you're obviously your your hazies and all those more popular kinds are going to get that higher score and mm-hmm. when we put out the hellas and stuff yeah, you kind of got to like look down. at it in a curve like you get a three nine or something yeah. like it's not the end of the world like not that's, only that's that a good score. but people are going to be checking in the hazies the hype beers yeah. right. more than they're going to be checking in right the you're, yeah, the hellas, you're 100% you know, right. stuff true but like then that because they want to show off to their friends right, right. they want to show yeah, look yeah. what i'm drinking yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah so it's um, funny when october fast except for us our sly fox hellas Yes, <laughs> uh, like when we had people here, like sitting down drinking beer. Like the Oktoberfest had like so many more pours than the IPAs. Remember that it was like it was oh like yeah, a hundred fifty Oktoberfest, and oh, then it was and then like a hundred yeah. uh, IPAs. And I'm just like like, but then your takeout sales are totally different. Like everybody wants yeah. the IPAs for takeout, and then when they come here because they can't drink a seven percent two or three seven percent ipas right. and go for the lighter stuff so. right but to to circle back to a, a previous point too is those ipas that's what they want to be trading with their friends mm-hmm. right yeah. that's yeah. the right. stuff that yeah. they're saying hey oh my gosh you guys yep. you gotta check this out like there's this new brewery like check out this ipa you know whatever and I, i'm not gonna say that all Oktoberfests are created equal because they certainly are not um mm. but they're for lack of a better phrase, they're not the most exciting no. beers to drink, right? right? So, I think, I to think us, the yes, but to right, the, right, but to right. the craft right. beer consumer right now, right, no, right, and that's what we talked about before, like right. how like, that we have to brew IPAs because you know we have to everybody get, wants yeah. the best yeah. New England IPA, everyone and we want to help sells, and we need to make money, and we have you know families to support, and you know. You run a business, and that's been a that's been a, a thing to learn um, in the industry. And you know, you guys seem to have already learned that. Which kudos to you guys um, that you can't just always brew what you want. You have to learn to mm-hmm. um, take a step back and be you know one step removed and look at the look at your your demographic, but also look at the the general climate mm-hmm. yeah. of of what's selling right now what people mm-hmm. are wanting um and figure out how to still brew the things that you want like a hellas or a dunkel um and you know make it profitable yeah, yeah. And be able to sell that and i th- it's like it's like so like reverse and i think we've talked about this before because you should be able to judge a brewery off of their pilsner or like their cream ale mm-hmm. something light if that's clean you know their IPAs are going to be good, yeah, and it's and it's reversed. It's if their IPAs or the hazy IPAs are good, they're going to trust everything else in your lineup. Like a lot of yeah, times, yeah, you're right. So, yeah. so like right if you have a good hazy IPA, they're probably going to like if you see a dry hot pilsner like our juicy pills, they might be like, I'll give that a shot, I right? Love because that beer, by because, the way. because oh, yeah, it's our beer. <laughs> yeah, we're brewing it again, but like they they trust you know they'll go to juicy pills. Okay, we can go from juicy pills to FYT pills, right? And then all of a sudden, their whole world opens up to a whole other style of beer that they never would have tried before. Right. So yeah, it's just it's so weird how the 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 industry is right now. Yeah, but I think I, it's, it's it, been though. It's like you know it, it's just the market. They like hazy IPAs. It's fine. We make a lot of them. Well, make them well. Kind of, on, them. Uh, kind of on that yeah. note, do you think uh, that lactose gets overused? I was just about yeah. Yeah, to switch to... I was going to say, that's kind <laughs> of right I on, think right the lactose on gets overused. Um, uh, yes and no. Um, I think there's a way to use lactose that it uh, complements the beer um, and provides a balance 
to a flavor profile. Um, and then I also think that there are uh, plenty of examples out there of gross overuse of lactose that will then keep me in the bathroom for yeah. six hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know, the the one thing that I, I dislike hearing uh, brewers say, which I really try not to... <laughs> to shame other brewers but the one thing that i really hate hearing other brewers say is that they use lactose for um body or mouth oh. feel okay i was, just, I was go ahead you continue okay. no 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 go ahead i just i it just it just it's, drives me insane like it's what the cons- i get upset what, about it what they're go ahead you go well yeah I, there's other ways to achieve a full body um yeah. without <laughs> and what are they looking for also because we have what are they looking for? Are they looking yeah. for sweetness? What is mouthfeel? No, feel? I think what it's is the sweetness. sweetness in it. That, that's what they're being, so become accustomed to. Customer customer education is a huge thing, right? And yeah. and this is you know all the different conundrums of being in this industry. Um, you know, being a producer is one of the first things that you have to consider next to quality is consumer education mm-hmm. and figuring mm-hmm. out how to convey to consumers that. Um, what you're producing, why you have chosen to produce it the way that you are, um, and what that flavor profile is that you are achieving without actually telling them what they're supposed to taste. You kind of guide them in that direction and like and that. provide them some sort of um, educational reason. Um, and so it's tough because there's a lot of breweries that are producing beer juice (laughs) you know it's um and and i'm doing it too um however i will say uh shameless plug i do ferment all of my fruit (laughs) yes and there that's yeah and that's yeah we'll pull that (laughs) we'll we'll pull yours because she brought two of her her new can releases, um, so maybe I'll go grab that soon here. Well, I was going to say, it, oh, it, I'll go grab my beer. I, I I'll think, we're drink, too. No, all right. We'll, my beverage. I think the Let's thing... Let's finish these thoughts. Yeah, okay, so. I think the thing that I get upset about, too, is like, it's there are so many ways. If you're just looking for sweetness, there's so many ways to achieve sweetness. If that's all you're looking for, mm-hmm. you can do higher mass temperatures. You can use a different yeast, and they yeah. don't think that. They just go, okay, I'm just going to throw lactose in there. And that is like such like, like there's a time and there's a time and a place. That's a lazy right. machine. Exactly. Yeah. There's it's, a time and a, a place. It's a cop out. Okay. Like, yeah. Right. Like, yeah. Like not, the pastry stouts. Like, don't get me wrong. We produce like our final gravity on our pastry stouts is like 1055, our, which is insane. Yeah, our cans are like bricks when we. Yeah. And that's like a starting gravity yeah. for a Pilsner. Like our tractor beer light is a lower starting gravity than that. And I'm like, like that's a finishing gravity yeah. for a stout. And don't get me wrong. Like, we love the peanut butter stout, but like, yeah, absolutely. But like, how, well, it, f- it fills a void lager? for people, right? Like a pastry pilsner. We saw. Oh my god! Oh god! <laughs> like, Please don't do that. No, god, stop. And it, I, I think I, listen. We don't use lactose in our IPAs. You think we're gonna throw it in our in our most prized possession, our pilsner? Yeah, no, yeah. no, I, I don't. I don't actually think you would. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I I do use lactose um, in some of my beers, but I. I mean, you guys have tried a lot of the stuff that I've produced. I I personally don't think that anything that I have produced is sickeningly sweet no. or. Um, I wouldn't have known very... if you didn't tell me. We'll put it that way. Yeah. Okay. It's, yeah. it's yeah. not though. No, yeah. Right. So both of the beers that I that I brought um, four packs of for you guys. One is Covet, which is um, our Covet series is a fruited kettle sour series. Um, oh. 
this newest iteration is pineapple mango. Mm. Um, it tastes like a Bolthouse Farm smoothie to me. Oh, yeah. Like, it's super fruity. Um, has a really nice tartness to it. And there is lactose in that. That lactose just kind of smooths out some of that additional fruit tartness and mm. tartness from the... Um, the kettle lactic, souring. Yeah, yeah, from the okay. lactic acid yeah. production. Have you see, Did you see their, their tank that they have? Yeah. Was, their kettle yeah, sour, uh, their kettle sour tank? That. Wait, is that the fourth well, vessel? Uh, fifth. It looks it's, like a bright yeah, tank. So it's, yeah, yeah. So it's beside our, our mash tun. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. So we have a then. separate kettle badass. sour vessel, um, cool. which after the, the wort leaves the um, mash tun, actually, I send it over to the brew kettle to pasteurize it, and then um, then I send it into the, the souring vessel, um, and then I inoculate it with the culture. And it will hold temp um, until the pH drops. So um, gotcha. I try to kettle sour at between 98 and 105 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, right around 100 is kind of my goal. So All right. Well, um, uh, let's break out some beers. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys want to take a bathroom break? I, I, I would yeah, love I a bathroom yeah. break. All right. We'll do bathroom break and we'll come back. And we're back. I tell you, this is probably- He's done it. Are we recording right now? What just no. happened? Now we oh, uh, I just got stuck. Oh. No, I got stuck. My, I don't know. Somehow it ended up in Sounds there. like a, some pump's but running down there. Some some kind of pump. How can you get with your headphones on? I, when I walk by oh. the bathroom. <laughs> oh, Jay might be. Um, I Sorry, no, I don't people. have to be in it. <laughs> I said I could only see some people get in there. <laughs> yeah, Ryan took a picture earlier without me, so it's cool. Hold on. I'm putting this in there, too. Because... I wish that Jay was up here. We should do Instagram not. live at some point. Just like run around the room. What? As I'm doing it? Yeah. Yeah, I could. Actually, I'll just do it like uh-huh. pointing at me like this. Oh, yeah. That's, that's real flattering. Yeah. Here's our beer for the yeah. week, guys. This was the crazy oh, IPA. Right, I'm just going to do it randomly so you yeah. guys don't know. How yeah. About that? That's fair enough. We've been recording this whole time, by the way. Oh, okay. Right. Good. Um, so we're back. We're here. We're drinking we're back. some beer. Oh, so the whole time. That I want to. I want to crack this. What'd we're, you say? I said we're back. We're here. We're drinking some beer. <laughs> oh, I thought you said oh, we're back. We're ready to crack. Yeah. You're a genius. We're back and ready. To we're cool. Crack. crack. We're back and we're ready to crack. So we are going to crack. Uh, Way to my heart, Hannah. If you want to explain this beer. Yeah. So Way to my heart was actually a collaboration with <laughs> 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 with U uh, Sciences in philly collab? um yeah collab <laughs> we're just talking about that it's oh, an educational cool. collab you I know how it. i feel about yeah. education education man that is the key to I, everything I, I, I actually wrote down here it's a con, uh, consumer education like i thought that's a very important dude education no that was a great point because there's so yeah I, mean, I love that idea yeah we can we can take a side note on education after i talk about this beer then um but so u sciences has a brewing sciences program um their department chair is Dr. Farber, Matt Farber, um, who is an amazing human. Um, he approached me probably about two months ago and said, I have this crazy idea. It's a crazy good but bad idea, but I want it to be your crazy good bad idea. And oh, I said, okay, delicious. lay it on me. And he said, I want to do a yep. cheesecake inspired sour ale with the Philly sour yeast. So the Philly sour yeast is... Um, a 
unique yeast strain that they actually found. It's incredible. um, Thank you. They actually found um, walking through a, I think it was a cemetery actually in West Philadelphia. Um, They cultured it from a dogwood tree, um, brought it back, and it produced this really great flavor profile. So after several years, uh, a lot of testing um, and a lot of obviously studying this, uh, they decided to move forward with the project and they approached Lalamond Brewing, which is a yeast company out of Canada. Um, and so now Lalamond uh, commercially uh, propagates and sells dry yeast, the, too, which is the Philly huge, sour yeah. culture. Yeah, so explain yeah, the s- biggest benefit. So it's it's really unique because it produces lactic acid and ethanol. So lactic acid is what produces that tartness, um, but it does it without using lactobacillus, which is um, a bacteria it's that for yeah, I was gonna say for most brewers <laughs> is for is not bad what you want in any of your beers unless you're intentional putting it in there so this is kind of a unique um not kind of it is a very unique very, yeah. it's crazy it is and um, it's like specifically like philly sour yeast, right that's, that's what it's called, that's what it's called. Yeah, it is, yeah. yeah it's it's literally called philly sour yeah. um it's part of the lalaman's wild brew series um mm-hmm. so when when matt approached me about it i said yeah whatever it is that you want to do i'm in um and so cheesecake yeah, fun fact is really- um my tippity top favorite food in the whole world Really? Um, That's yeah. it. Cheesecake. Yeah, I'm, I'm Death with you. Bed, you're eating cheesecake. I'm, cheesecake. I'm, cheesecake and mashed potatoes. Really? You too? No, I mean, cheesecake not. I'm, I'm very, like, on des- maybe not. If I was all on time, Death Row. Yeah. Dessert yeah. level, cheesecake's top. Dude, it's top so two good. And an eight two. So, so I I am 37 years old, and I have never had a real birthday cake. I've only ever had cheesecake. Yep. Get That's the incredible. fuck out of here. No, I'm serious. That's I what my, it. like, every year. Um, growing up, my mom, <laughs> my Richard. mom would Funfetti would make a, a cheesecake, and even even now, even though I you know live many hours away from them, um, she'll still make me a cheesecake for my birthday. That's awesome. So yeah, I love cheesecake. So when when they approached me about doing it, I said, yeah, absolutely, I'm in. Let's do it. Um, it seriously tastes like a cheesecake. It's crazy. Well, I didn't yeah. know what it was. Just <laughs> and I, I accepted it. Thank it, you. It, it tastes somewhere? like a cheesecake. So is yeah. there lactose in there since we there were is. shitting on lactose? There right? is yeah. lactose See, I wouldn't in have, there. I wouldn't have guessed that, though. Yeah. Like, well, it's not overly sweet. It's not uh, It's not thick like you could put it in a blender or you know, it came out of a blender, which is, it's like. No, that's. I don't know what kind of beer you're talking about, but I've never heard anything like that before. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, so, the, so this label says a cheesecake inspired sour ale brewed with. Brewed in collaboration with U Sciences That's and really cool. the Philly Sour Yeast. And the label's really cool too. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. She said. Well, she pointed out labels. that. Yeah, yeah, I'll let you talk about. It's been it released. Uh, Condition with cherries. <laughs> we are Sneak getting the damn. In both locations or just the one? Both locations. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Condition with cherries, vanilla, and milk sugar. This is. This is a. This is an Education. homage to one of oh, our no, favorite desserts. Too. Please drink responsibly. <laughs> oh, homage. That's that's my that's my. Did I say it wrong? That's. I'm sorry. That's my Christopher Dock education from uh, <laughs> Pennsylvania, and then I still Liberty can't believe U. they don't have a flag of the of the whole property. I don't sorry. even want to get into it. Yeah. So. so so cheesecake is is my favorite dessert. Uh, favorite food, honestly, cheesecake and mashed potatoes. I would I could live on that. Uh, Butter's forever. my favorite food. Yeah. Okay. I'm right there with you. <laughs> Just um, some butter and sugar? Like, what is that? So, thing? Yeah. Big salt guy. I just put it in a frying pan. <laughs> I like salt. Yeah, like, dump some salt Wait, in my what? mouth. Sugar, what? Just butter in a frying pan and just, <laughs> just drink it. Right. Fuck 
fucking with I you. I don't think you are. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, oh, I love butter, butter again. too. <laughs> I mean, everything tastes good with butter. Yeah, yeah everything That's, tastes yeah. so much better with butter. Oh, Natalie's like, That's how you get all your and salt. food. Oh, yeah. yeah Matt's, Matt, yeah. Matt's known for butter. Yeah, Natalie's like, That's why your food tastes better than mine all the time. And you just throw a bunch of butter in there. <laughs> yeah, I do. Oh, That's, yeah. That's exactly <laughs> what makes it taste good. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong on no. that. Butter, yeah. the butter beer. Yeah. Oh, someone had diastole oh, all that. They just dude, labeled they took the my beer. idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was Matt's idea. Yeah. yeah Matt, I was like, yeah. Matt. What if we just put a bunch of diastole on there and just label it like butter popcorn? I went to the beer distributor like two weeks ago, and there it is, like carnival popcorn beer. Like, I'm like oh, what is this? It was like an English ale. It was ridiculous. <laughs> That's it the took, way to do it. Took yeah. My idea. The Thames uh, Valley. Strain. Really, doesn't that produce a lot yeah. of diastole? Uh, it's one of the English. Wood. Yes. Right. Yeah. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Yeah. So you sciences, they're super rad, folks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cool. Um. So Matt, I have a crazy amount of respect for him. Uh, Thank you. He's just he's a super cool human, <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, man. You know, you're you're emceeing this podcast. Um. But yeah, so Matt Farber, I'll specify this time. Uh, he's just, he's super cool. Um, and he he intimidates me, but like in a really good way, <laughs> he intimidates me because he's so smart. Um, and he knows all this crazy microbiology and chemistry stuff and, you know, the very uh, technical side of brewing. So when they came to brew with us, I was so nervous. I don't. I don't get starstruck. Like I've met some. I touched Jason Momoa earlier this year. Ooh, yeah, must have been like sweet. like physically must touched have been him. Sweet. Let's talk about that in yeah. depth. Yeah, hold on. Like now. physically really touched sour. him. What part of his body? <laughs> hold touched? on now. Yes, wouldn't she like to know? <laughs> arm or shoulder? Mm-hmm. Hands. Uh, definitely his arm. He's got some because broad he is shoulders. Super tall. Is he really? Oh my god! Like you see him on Game of Thrones, you think, oh yeah, it's probably just a camera angle like they do for Tom Hanks. Nah, dude. <laughs> like they do. Not, for that's Tom Cruise. I mean Tom Cruise. I meant Tom Cruise. Uh, yeah, no, he's super tall. Uh, he's just a he's a he's a solid human. Um, but uh, he's <laughs> taking a picture. How we doing? <laughs> I met him at a bar in Pittsburgh, actually. That's, that's uh, funny. That, and actually, that was in December of last year. But um, yeah, it was right after I had arm surgery, actually. Anyway, so I don't get starstruck very often. Um, but I was a little intimidated uh, to brew with Matt. And the biggest reason why is because I didn't want to become an example of what not to do in any of his lectures with students <laughs> like i didn't want to do anything in the brew house that he was going to be like oh you don't yeah. want to do that yeah. so see what she's doing <laughs> don't yeah, do yeah, that yeah. Uh, because there were also two students from his his course that were uh, coming to brew with us as well so um long story short the whole day was phenomenal and matt and i had some really great conversations and he told me and I'm very thankful that he did not tell me this prior but he told me partway through the day that um, I was actually the first person that he reached out to to do a collab with this yeast now other breweries have used it uh, the Larimer um, you guys have one in the tanks now that mm-hmm. you've done yeah with. we're using it um, but the Larimer is I think switched all of their uh, fruited sours over to using the Philly sour yeast um, it's so easy. but they they didn't do an actual official collab with you sciences. Um, so yeah, Matt told me that was the first person that he reached out to about that, which of course made me go, 
oh, mm-hmm. and kind of like fangirl for a yeah. second and feel super bashful. Um, uh, it's pretty but, badass. You no, actually have definitely. Philly U Sciences and Lauman yeah. on the sign. Like we use their yeast like yeah. all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. badass. So, yeah. And then the, the label art. Um, so our graphic designer artist uh, her name I like that yeah. I, I'm a big yeah. sport guy so especially this, with my new shoes yeah. Yeah. big sport guy um, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you about that spork uh, so our graphic designer Gabby um, she's awesome she is uh, very young she's a freshman in college actually wow um, she's going to more college art of art more art college of design I don't know whatever in Philly more <laughs> college of art and design there we go um Super talented artist, but on the how am I going to eat this label, she put a spork because she thought it was funny. Uh, um, so like now it. it's become a thing. Like so that. any of our like dessert like style beers, um, we're not officially calling it the spork series, but like it's yeah. the spork yeah, series. Yeah, we, we had some. Like similar. there's going to always be a spork. So <laughs> Sean actually ordered Fusion. a box of like 10,000 sporks. <laughs> So we <laughs> we have a ton of Dude, sporks. we need some we need yeah, some sporks. So yeah, yeah. so when I did the the promotional photos for this beer, um, I, I actually painted a spork gold. So I'm gonna add that to the list of things I never thought that I would do is paint a spork gold. Yeah, we definitely need a spork. Um, I like your the banner on the bottom too. Is right. it a newer style? Yeah. Uh, radiator, radiator so you saw yeah, what so I was we, using as a spoon we kind of yesterday. updated Dude. the uh, oh the we logos did- um, and the template. Um, which like fun fact, uh, you guys Long and your, day. your can design and your layout <laughs> for your labels was actually sort of an inspiration <laughs> for oh, nice. us, Thank um, you. of, of oh, what man. we wanted to, to do. We Jesus. wanted a very clearly defined, uh, format, yeah. kind of a template. A good um, friend of ours, uh, oh, Brian man. Phillips, um, has done our label since the start oh, like and that. he's a tremendous, tremendous asset to our company and we can't, he's unbelievable and he does all our artwork does all our just all design. our artwork only ours hmm? yes he only does yeah. ours yeah to, to ours now <laughs> jay was sorry nice. jay, i can't jay, even say jay, it. jay was nice say. enough to bring up a long island iced tea for ryan Jesus Christ, that looks terrible <laughs> that's, that's look this is if Carafa you drink three. our beers this, this weekend, is carafa three okay do not <laughs> do not pour it into a glass okay I can't. It wait. tastes. I can't it, wait to hear. Seriously, it tastes so. It tastes so, so good. good. Delicious. But but it looks it's like, awesome. hey, Topper says, drink the can. I just saw on Instagram last night when I had like a bout of insomnia and couldn't sleep. Some I don't remember. I, don't, I wish I could remember. Some brewery posted something about a beer that they brewed with something this. and something. And it turned out to be this color that was not very appetizing. <laughs> but like they put it, they put it out there, and like, see, this this is customer education, right? Yeah. So if you kind of, it's sort of like making fun of yourself. Yeah. You know, if you make fun of yourself first, then nobody else can I think do it worse. Hey, this beer looks like shit. I do it like, all the time with myself. It tastes like it looks like shit, but it tastes really good. Yeah, but you know, there are a lot of beers out there that don't look super pretty but they taste really right. great um Hitting topper started so, right drink for the can yeah the yeah can. so that you didn't see how easy like, it was look at that. that looks but like it's now, the most long size beer you ever seen don't judge a book yeah. by its cover yeah you know? know maybe we should just hold it off uh which one are we releasing this weekend this one that one oh, oh it, so we're drinking but it the beer that so good you're releasing the beer that we're releasing good. so yeah weight of my heart is being released tomorrow which by the time everybody listens to this it'll already be released but um not if he edits it tonight and puts it out there but well, he that's true. He probably he'll probably that's true. Uh, he'll do that yeah, we do can that guarantee tonight, right? it do what you'll edit this tonight and get it out to the public 
Tonight? Yeah, Tonight? I always do it. Usually. Oh, oh, really? Yeah, the day yeah. of. Oh, oh sweet. Okay. Well, it's kind of live. No, and that's not what we do. Oh. Like we're actually later. doing it tonight. Yeah. No, I usually do it the day of. Like, oh, cool. a, a lot of podcasts do, like, like I recorded one Sunday, and uh, they're not re- releasing it until November right. 2nd. So Ooh, happy birthday to me. Yeah, so sometimes it's not super timely, I guess, right? But I don't, like, I whatever. can, yeah, I'm just going to release it. So we're going to. Yeah, uh, Way to My Heart will be released tomorrow, yes, the to 22nd. It, it tastes like a cheesecake. It's and delicious. Yeah. Uh, the label in the background, um, if anybody gets a chance to snag some of these cans, which I hope everybody does, but um, the background image is actually the Philly skyline. Mm-hmm. So it's the negative space um, from the mm-hmm. cherry sauce kind of dripping ah. down. So it's the, the Philly skyline kind of um, to, you know, honor Philly sour yeast. Love it. The big slice of cheesecake, which mm-hmm. I have been enjoying in the brewery all week. What, what kind? Uh, so, Okay. Truth be told, there are a few things that I'm a purist on, but most other things, like, I don't, I don't really care. I, like, zhuzh it up. There are a few things that I'm a purist on. Mashed potatoes. Don't fuck with my mashed potatoes. I just want butter, salt, and pepper. Okay. Some milk in there. Fair enough. Cheesecake. Don't fuck with my cheesecake. Cool. I don't want any crazy flavors. I just want a regular cheesecake. However, I will accept some cherries on top. Dense or fluffy? Dense. Okay. Yeah. Three, cream ale. Don't fuck with my cream ale. However, I do have one exception to that, uh, which is my good buddy Chris, who is the head brewer out at Wolf's Ridge Brewing in, um, in Ohio. They do a series of really phenomenal cream ales. Um, they do a coffee cream ale, which I actually brought a can of it, but they just won at GABF. Oh, nice. So, We're cracking that next after. Yeah. Well, we already. You know how much uh, was this ship beer to GABF? It's stupid expensive. I'm not, we're not doing this. It's like $175 per yeah. beer. And yeah, then you got to ship it. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. Just to it's enter like, it. First of all, like, I pay for the Brewers Association I know. per year. So it's like all nice. the breweries that can pay the most. Uh, whatever. Well, good job, well, good job Brewers like Association. You guys are great. We love you. Wasn't it like $1,400 for they should have the ship the beer out? We're like, I don't know. Crazy amount. No, we don't care that much. Where's he going? Well, that seems, that seems a little excessively expensive. I wonder if it wasn't that high, but it was up there. I don't think it's that high. We got to the point where we're like, this is. Like well, we went in there like six right. beers. Yeah. Oh. I don't know. I was gonna. I was gonna. I was yeah. gonna ask if you preferred your soup on a bowl or a plate. But Jay left. We'll get back to it. Well, yeah, we'll uh, get back to that story. We'll get back oh, to it. I prefer my soup to be room temperature. I don't want warm. Okay. Su- I don't want hot that's, soup. That's, Did Jay weird? Leave? No, Jay. No, I, I like everything. If like I that. could eat and drink everything at room temperature, like coffee. Aside from coffee, I put ice cubes in it. I don't oh, want. No, no. I, I like iced coffee, but Cheesecake? I like cheesecake. Like room temperature. Room temperature. Yeah, room temperature. I'm with you on that. Mashed potatoes. I don't want them to be super hot. Like I, I want them well, to be like lukewarm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Before when, when before Jay gets back, we'll what's, crack. What sweet I do potato like, mashed potatoes? Uh, I am a big fan of mixing them. Ooh, I've never, even heard, I've never heard of that. That's the old Ooh. twist, the old yin and yang. And yeah. and right now, Wawa has all their Thanksgiving oh, menu going yeah. on, so you can get a little mm. thing of mashed sweet potatoes yeah. and a little that's thing of genius. I've never had a gobbler <laughs> from Wawa. Never had one. Well, I don't Neither eat meat, I. so that's oh, okay. not really my thing, and it's I don't delicious. like stuffing. They're delicious. Honestly, Thanksgiving, all I want is, is mashed potatoes and Stuffing. corn. I, that's all I want, and pumpkin pie, and green bean casserole. I have something. Okay, I could, I could, yeah, I could get down on some green bean casserole oh, yeah. but i don't want turkey casserole. i don't like stuffing turkey is the worst part about thanksgiving it, everything and then everybody the thinks that they get good. tired Smoke from it it's like grow up yeah. you don't yeah. get tired from you it. get tired because he ate too three much. plates yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and drank yeah. all day yeah. that's what dude, my family last thanksgiving they like i brought over a bunch of our beer like when we had crowlers and oh, i God. ate a bunch i ate a lot of food like i do every thanksgiving was playing with my nieces 
fell asleep on the floor, and everyone thinks, and my, they're like, oh, you were wasted last Thanksgiving. Like, no, like, I ate a lot of food, 15 was pounds playing of food. with my nieces on the floor, and got sleepy and fell asleep, but for whatever reason, I can't live but that down. But you know, down. blame that tryptophan. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, you were wasted. No, I ate a lot of food. I right. was wasted, though, yeah, too. But also, I was a, a little wasted. <laughs> But not that way to pass out on the floor. But, but like, also, don't judge me. But also, yeah, but also, I'm an adult, and I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> and this is how I cope with all of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I had stuffing for the first time last year. What? Like, That's ever odd. in your life? Ever in my life. I just did, I just looked good at the... Good for you. So what, What's weird? Are you not having really stuffing at 27th for the first time, or are you having shrimp at the first time at 26th? I think probably, probably a stuffing. stuffing. Yeah, I like feel like stuffing. stuffing. Yeah, that, that's yeah. there every year. I mean, yeah. what did you do in elementary school when you had Thanksgiving? It's like, like no, I don't they don't have that. that. I didn't celebrate. That. I just didn't like the texture of it. I was just like, yeah, oh, no, I don't. That. I don't either. I just, I'm I don't a texture like guy too. But like, yeah, yeah when they like throw stuffing. the celery in there, yeah. I had an uncle that made stuffing with sausage in it. Yeah, that's what my family does. It's so good. How about stuffing with grapes in it? Because oh, never heard of that. Never had that. I don't. I don't like anything about that. It's stuffed in a bird with grapes. Yeah. Right my, in the trash. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. My, is that Cape Cod version or something? I don't know. My mom did it. Oh, and I, no. Where, no. They, where are you from? Harrisburg. Oh, oh I've heard people out there oh, doing they stuff like but, grapes. <laughs> big, big grapes. Big grapes. Yeah. But I, love I, grapes. Think, I think it was something that she got from her mother. And my, my grandmother was from the Eastern Shore, so I don't know. I've never heard of that in my right. life. It's been, 15, it's been 15 minutes. No, I don't like that's stuffing. Okay, that's yeah. ruined it for you. I don't so, like stuffing. I we think, are drinking honestly, double dry hops. Let's get on to the second right beer now. in yes. 20 it's minutes. Two, year, two hours yet? <laughs> Not, yet. Not yet. Listen, I'm aggressively but friendly and I talk a lot. But we will crack. We'll, we'll switch it over right, to I'll, our yeah. uh, our double dry hop citrus sensation, which is... And double dry hop makes it better no matter what. Yeah, so. yeah. It's all about nomenclature, too, yeah, right? Uh, it's Yeah, speaking of which, real yeah. quick, Nick... Nick would love to know. Oh, are we making? Oh, yeah, no, Nick Scheibel. Nick, Nick, oh, that's his name, Nick Scheibel. Nick Scheibel, yeah. Oh, Nick Scheibel. Nick Scheibel. I used to see his name pop up all yeah, the time yeah. on Free Will's He's social a good media. Dude, yeah. He would like to know if we were going to brew any more of this double dry hopped anything in well, the near Nick, future. Well, Nick, I got some good news for you. Uh, Wait, we got one in the tank right now that Jay brewed Friday that he forgot to set the temperature to in the tank. <laughs> um, that, yes, we are going to be. It only raised 10 degrees. It's not that big a deal. It wasn't. And it, and it fired it off. It did. Yeah. It fired it off. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I bet it's you had some be, real excited fermentation. Oh, let's go. We're using uh, Citra Galaxy Sabro, and then we're in double. And then the you first dry house. Sabro, gonna, I dude, I love Sabro. And then it's gonna I have be, a beer in the tanks right now that I'm crashing tomorrow. It has Sabro. All Sabro. Is it all Sabro? No, I want to do Sabro, Sabro Sensation. Like no, it's all Sabro. it's right. Sabro and Citra. All right, sorry. Go ahead. Anyway, yeah. keep so going. So Nick, sorry. Yes, we will have. Um, we will have more double dry hops. We're going to experiment with them more. I just talked to our graphic design artist, and he is going to make a. Uh, we're going to have a double dry hop series coming out. So, um, but we do want to roll through like mosaic. double dry hop pearl. Oh, I would love that. <laughs> uh, like a, yeah. you know, the the mosaic sensation double dry hopped, and then we want to do double dry hopped, double, double citrus dry hopped double citrus. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we're going to work our way into it because the reception was so good. So. Um, you can expect that. Um, so tell me about the beer that we're drinking right uh, now again. So this is a I citra sensation that we double dry hopped. And this is our first. This is all citra? All citra. Yeah. This Get is our it's a house favorite. Hop all probably. citra. This How? is our first double dry I would dry not have beer. guessed that this was all citra. Yeah. It's pretty crazy, huh? Yeah. I actually really like it. Uh-huh. I do too. And I'll be oh, honest. Oh, there's a soup, man. While I love citra, I don't typically like citra as a single hop. Um, but this is delightful. Mm-hmm. 
It's got like a little bit of melon in there too. Yeah, well, absolutely. What, like some melon, like papaya going Let's on. Yeah, I would have actually guessed that this had some mosaic or a Zaka. Yeah. Maybe Mo- a Zaka, actually. Yeah. I would yeah. have guessed that Especially this- mosaic. Like the mosaic is like so fruity. Like mm-hmm. there's no citrusy or tropical notes. It's like all fruit. It's yeah, great. Like it's berry just- fruit. Yeah. But I get I get some berry fruit going on in this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bang out another question here. This is from my mom. Hi, oh, mom. Hey, mom. <laughs> hey, mom. Uh, it says, when will you brew the cherry Belgian? Um, so this is one of my original homebrew recipes. What I did. <gasps> my first homebrew recipe when I moved out here was a cherry Belgian. Really? Yeah. Maybe we should collab. Oh. <laughs> there we go. Um, Pop our collab cherries. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, let's see what you did. Beer name. It's <laughs> a collab, show. Collab cherry. <laughs> so, uh. I brewed a cherry Belgian. I literally made a Belgian beer, and yeah. I mixed cherry juice with it. Whoa. And it came out fantastic. Mind blown. Um, so we're actually doing a um, we're doing a Belgian triple that we are going to be mixing with cherries, Mom. And uh, what's your mom's name? Chris. Chris. Christina. Um, so, Mom, we will be brewing the cherry Belgian again, but it's going to be a Belgian triple. So you'll have fun with that. Um, what ABV is that going to come in at? Like nine-ish? Eleven and a half. Oh, damn. It's a big boy. Woohoo! Um, we're, right. we're bottling that in square. tomorrow, maybe. Bottling um, the cherry triple or just the regular triple? The, Both. The regular triple. Yeah, regular triple. Yeah, I just got the yeast. We got the bottles in. Um, so, yeah, we just need to get them in. But uh, another question is from Kevin. When will your products <laughs> be available? Banging them all out. Oh, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm coming at this question. Because we're going to talk about these beers. And, like, it's... You're right. You're right. Um, Kevin, um, when will your products be available in local slash food stores? Uh, never. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't want to get it's your very, Yeah, it's very... Uh, <clears throat> never. Spotty. Yeah, like... You might you might get lucky and catch one here and there, but none of, none of the main distributors. I, would I wouldn't say. sleep on it. Yeah, we'll put would, it that yeah. way. I wouldn't. I don't know. I wouldn't. I don't know. It. I don't know if that saying makes it's, sense. It's never gonna. Yeah, I, I would. I don't think it'll ever happen. Yeah. But and things you know, could change. Like, I I one hundred percent appreciate people's desire to access right. products. Right. Um, like, you know, in their local grocer or distributor. But if I'm if I'm being honest um, to anybody that is listening, if you can buy direct and support your brewery directly from the source, it benefits everybody all around. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and I say everybody all around. I mean, it benefits the brewery <laughs> it benefits <us>. and it <laughs> benefits the yeah. consumer um, because You're from right. a from the brewery standpoint, uh, there is there's a whole lot of money that is lost to distribution. Oh my god! Um, when you go and decide to sell wholesale, that's a whole other podcast in itself. Um, from a consumer standpoint, you know exactly where that beer has come from. You know exactly how it has been treated and handled from the time that it came out of a tank until the time that it reaches your hands. Um, which means that you know the quality control that has happened. So. Um, I'm not hating on distro, distro, and it's grocery. very hard to distro. Um, well, it's a, but we're just trying to make I, more profit. I came, I came from a production brewery that was wholesale based, uh, and um, listened for and observed and learned for five years, six years. 
the ins and outs and the woes of that game. Well, and the, yeah, and the so. product, yeah. I, I can't even imagine dealing with distributors. Luckily, we have a fantastic relationship with Harlan Beverage. He keeps our beer in great condition, but like, like we have a good relationship with him. Like, I can't imagine just selling to like a random distributor not knowing. Yeah. Like, how do you know he's not keeping it? Oh, sound. We're, we just cracked another one. naked. You know bear. that makes me so excited to be able to hear that sound. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, so let me. Uh, we'll get through. I, think I do I have enjoy one more the question. fact, though. How are sorry, you on time? I'm gonna. Oh, I I got all the time in the world, baby. Okay. Matter you so good? Do we? I don't have a curfew. It's four I just, o'clock. I just gotta pack for, uh, um, oh yeah, pack a bag. On Wait. a on a side note about <laughs> distro for you guys, I was really stoked. So I live super close to um, the poorhouse PJ's poorhouse, like on three hundred nine in oh, yeah. Montgomeryville, North Wales area. Um, and I've been super stoked. Uh, the few times that I've gone there during the recent pandemic times um to get your juicy pills that's so. timmy that's all timmy timmy yeah we had yeah. a it took a little spot for us the the manager there joe whitman's super cool yeah he, he is. came a bunch he of times cool. and supported us and bought a lot of beer from us and yeah he asked if you were to be interested in selling there and i was mm-hmm. like you know what we have we have some extra beer you know this weekend i can hook you up with some stuff and yeah it's a good market for us over there in montgomeryville we don't you know we it a is. Lot of customers that come in don't know us about it yeah about us there so it's enough it's a far I, enough away too where it's not really yeah so it's not i think it's, it's also whole lot, super but. cool because right down the street is keystone right yeah. and so that's also drawing some of that market mm-hmm. um and you know a lot of people that are homebrewers do yeah. go to PJ's Poorhouse. Poor and yeah. he does do a great um, job of what he puts on tap and he cans He really there. So does. He does and a he lot of research. Out. Mm-hmm. And he's very, very specific on what's he in is. there. I 100% so agree. So when he approached us, I was kind of honored. You know? Yeah. You know, yeah, and he's a really nice dude. You know, everyone, you know, it's nice to not have to fight for tap handles or or shelf space somewhere. And, like, you know, people approach you to go into their store. Opposed it's a good to, feeling, a bad, man. It is. It really is. And I feel like that means to going in and begging around arrived, and right? saying, no, I need, you know, yeah. will you sell my beer? Will you sell my beer? Will you sell my beer? And everyone says, no. It's like, all right, well, now you come to us. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So can I ask you guys a question? Can I flip? Can I turn the tables on you guys for a quick second? Do it. So you guys are are new-ish to this, um, you know, professional brewing game, right? Like Mm -hmm. in terms of actually having your own system and and brewing. Um, But you guys have done a really great job of gaining fans very quickly and in, in amassing um a, a pretty solid following um thank you yeah, yeah i mean kudos you. kudos to you guys uh 100 and the fact that you guys are just such stellar human beings is you know an added bonus but uh how do you how did how did you do that <laughs> <laughs> i think it was a combination of a lot of things yeah um Ryan and I. You don't have to give me share. all your secrets. No, I'm no, just, right, I'm no, just curious. I, yeah, We're like the yin I, and the yang in here. So yeah, he's the the beer head, like you know, super scientist, beer guy. You know, makes all these great beers, and I'm more a lot more personal and interactive. Like, talk to anyone that comes through, and I think that people will see our relationship that way, and it makes a lot of fun in here. And definitely, yeah, I, our location plays a big yeah, part. Big like part. The, like we were saying earlier, yeah. like the community directly around us. Was kind of like I mean they had the Jamison Poorhouse yep. and you get a couple of like the Warwick Tavern you have a couple of little spots but there hasn't been yeah. I mean in Hatbury you get down there and but the, if you look on a map over right right around us really. there's nothing really around us and the property that we have and and when people drive in even though we have really nothing but a field here right now I think they see the potential mm-hmm. and a lot of those people 
uh, whether they're whatever you want to call them, beer heads or not, like they see the potential and they like, I think a lot of people like to be the ones that are like, oh, you got to ch- come yeah. check like out. Free yeah, yeah, right. Think yeah. about free one in the, the basement. basement. Yeah. yeah, like people love saying that. Right. Like, I was, oh, the I was there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I remember when they were selling Krell. Or well, I'm like, just, yeah. And I'm like, so like that's another thing. Like that's like one section, but like why people like our brand so much. Mm-hmm. Like I think it has to do with the people here. Yeah, our mm-hmm. team, like, like Matt, yeah. Jay, yeah, yeah. Two like, of us, like, and I think it's just good people. Like people can tell if you're bullshitting. I hundred percent agree. One, yeah. And you have to assume that your customer knows that you're bullshitting when you're bullshitting. Like, yeah, just like be like. I think we were, we're honest. honest. Yeah, we're honest yeah. and we're you know straightforward. And I don't know, we work our asses off and. Try and welcome everyone as open arms if, unless you treat everybody the same. Yeah, the shitter. Like if, yeah. like, let's just say an Instagram account has thirty five thousand followers. Like, if they come in here, we're gonna treat them the same. If you know, say they're a brewery account, like we're gonna treat the same. Like as breweries PA, if they walk in, or like some random guy that wants to start random an Instagram, podcast yeah, yeah podcast amazing. guy that has yeah. eight hundred yeah. followers. Like, why not? And like, I Absolutely. went up to yeah, I went up to Allagash, and I don't. Have you ever done the tour there? I haven't, like, regretfully. So, oh, oh my god, yeah. like so, like it's well, on my list for twenty twenty one to do though. Yeah, and they're, like, and assuming we can travel again, like Timmy, <laughs> so Timmy and I went up there, and we got like you know just like we took a quality control class there. Yeah, and like, Ooh. but yeah. so then Ooh. the yeah. first year they offered it. Yeah, it was awesome. Thirty other breweries, okay. and like everyone was like, it was like Otter Creek was in there, like all these like big, That's big shops were there, and we got in early because we signed up for it through the BA. Yeah, and Ryan and I were like, should we do this? We're like, yeah. So they're going around like, who, who does ten thousand barrels a year or more? Like half the class <laughs> are in, and they're like, all right, who does uh five thousand barrels or, or more a year? They're like. The other half raise their hand. Like, <laughs> who does like a uh, thousand or more? Like one other guy. Like who's under one thousand? It's Ryan and I. Like this. We're like, yeah. How many of you guys are like? Uh, we're a startup. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're glad to see you here. So the girl that ran it, she wrote the book on quality management or quality control. Um, oh my god, what's her um, name? Uh, quality control. Yeah, but she's in. I so she's the head of quality name. control for Miller Coors. She okay. taught the class. Oh sweet. Her okay, assistant cool. was the head of quality control for New Belgium. So that's oh, what we're like working yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> and like, so love quick story. Like, so we're going through the days and eight hour class. We're super hungover for the day before. We were so we partying hungover. our ass off in yeah, Portland. Yeah, because Portland's the night before. amazing. Yeah. So we get there. We're like, oh, I'm just like, and like they're they went straight in like, like the bio, dude, like, the bio, like, ev- like yeah, like like microscope like stuff mm-hmm, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm, and like, mm-hmm. so we start going over, um, over like microscope skills and like setting up and like calibrating it and all, and then. So they raise. She goes. She goes. Does anyone hear like one of our fresher on the microscope? And like, and they don't raise their hand. And I'm like this. I'm like, yes. <laughs> yeah. I'll, uh, I can use one. She's like, oh great. I like to see you. About. I'll meet you in the back table. So uh, Ryan's like, cool. I'll come with you. So like, we, him and I went back to the microscope lesson. We had no idea. How and to then use like, the microscope. half of their class fought us. Like, yeah, we didn't know either, but we don't want to raise our hand. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good for you guys. But yeah, that was cool. So we met a lot of great people with Allagash too. Like, so my wife is a photographer, and she won a photo contest. Oh, cool. So. We got to go there. Hold on. Side this note. Is uh, Allagash trip. does some of the most beautiful photography mm-hmm. ever. Their whole business model there is, is uh, unbelievable. Like amazing. everyone knows them for Allagash anyway, White, which is no. like they're like not even great beer. No. I mean it's it's good, it's solid, but it's not the most exciting. Their cool shit but, program. Correct. Oh, oh my god, don't get me started. Oh, oh, oh. Yes. Rob Todd is one of the most amazing humans in the world. Yeah, they he do is an amazing, beer. amazing, amazing person. Yeah. Anyway, carry on. So yeah. Jen is a photographer. I'm okay, so sorry. So, yeah, Jen's a photographer. And so Allagash is actually, um, before I get into it, Allagash is like what we take a lot of inspiration yeah. from. Like their, I would whole, think the most. their whole model, like even Jen's pictures, when she takes pictures, she models it off of what Allagash so does. Cool. So anyway, so she took a picture of their beer. She won a contest. So we go up there and it's me, Jen, and my best friend, Caleb. 
and Jen, they, Caleb, and I. Jen, Caleb, and I. Uh, we take this tour. It's like two hours long, and he's popping like 2015 goozes, like 2016 like cool ships. Like they're like, yeah. I don't know how much those bottles are, but like he gives us like the best tour we've ever done. And I'm like, Jen won like a photo contest. And he knows that we're opening up a brewery, and he like treated us like yeah, I think that's this kindly. Like, why? And it's just like their company motto. Well, like, it's just so that's like how if we, we can too. adopt like, that, that's like that's when we do that. Like, yeah, we like, welcome everyone. It in comes open from arms. the top down, right? Yeah, I because, mean, it has to. It's a whole cultural yeah. thing mm-hmm. that is. It has to be cultivated, and it has to be organic. It can't be manufactured. Yes, absolutely. You know, and it, it has to come from the very, very, very beginning, like. From the depths mm-hmm. yeah. of of what you are, and mm-hmm. at the health yeah. of the people you work with, the people you hire. So, like, you know, we yeah. we're, we built this place on the ground up, right? We're all super proud. Matt's been here since the beginning. Yeah, like Jay pro- came in and yeah. worked for free for three months and never left. We had to hire him. Like, <laughs> he just like he basically was like, all right, well, I'm just gonna stay here. I'm like, just gonna keep coming every day. Yeah, and now he's dating my sister, but- so. <laughs> yeah. Not better. So anyway, yeah, no, but like, well, I think all all four of us and our and our and our owners, you know, our my nice fathers are just all super proud, you know, to walk take anyone through this place and be like, hey, this is what we're doing. Would you like to experience it with us? Come on up and we'll show but, you what we do. On See, the other hand, we are good at sniffing out people that come in here and aren't genuine. That's like there's mostly oh, right. Well. No, but there's a lot of people like Hannah and there's. I mean, I'm not gonna. <laughs> No, oh, no, not, that, no, 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 that's a good thing. Right. No, 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 that's a good thing. I'm saying there's people like you and uh, and uh, countless other people that come in and are genuine and yeah. and actually appreciate what we're doing and are, are, are fun happy people for us. and are fun, and are happy for us and yeah. you can bounce ideas off 100%. each other and you don't have to worry about anything. But then there are some other people who are I'm not going to name who come in here and try to take advantage. But at the same time, that's why there's always a motive. They're coming. right. There's yeah, always well, a motive. But like, can't we just hang out and like right? That's all right. Out. It's, it's yeah. going to happen. And, and and that's, any what I'm, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying don't get any ideas. Yeah. You know who. <laughs> <laughs> well, so there was a word that you just oh, said. Geez. No, no. Like in a good way, you use the word experience, and that I think is such a powerful word um, because that th- I'll touch on that. So. That I think just that's what I always strive for. Right is. Every time somebody drinks a beer, it should be a whole experience and not it sounds okay. philosophical, so but it, does. it, is, but it, it does. is something. Every so drinking beer is a very personal experience for every single person. And so when I do a lot of um, educational classes, whether it's, um, you know, front of house training or um, general population training or, or whatever it is, even just being at a beer festival or, yeah. you know, whatever form of education. Um, I always tell people like drinking beer is a super personal experience. So what I'm tasting is not necessarily going to be what you're mm-hmm. tasting. What I'm saying is not necessarily going to be what you are perceiving. Mm-hmm. And that is a hundred percent. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's a super yeah. important thing that removes a barrier for people. Yep. Right. So I think one of the, the biggest things taste things differently. Right. I think one of the biggest things that I have heard in the last, you know, six years since I've been in the industry is, um, People feel intimidated um, by craft beer much the same way that they would feel intimidated by walking into a winery or walking into a whiskey tasting or something like that Mm -hmm. where they feel like they don't know enough. Um, That's okay, though. It's 100% okay. Yeah, they have to know that. And that's one of my favorite things um, is to remove that barrier for people and say, listen... And I think that goes along with my disdain for the the term beer snob, mm-hmm. um, yeah, because that is a very elitist, non inclusive term. Yes. 
Um, and so creating an environment where people feel very comfortable, it just, it makes people hear you. It makes people want to experience what you're experiencing because you're excited. Mm -hmm. So then they get excited. And so that whole concept of creating an experience for people is just, I can't stress how important that is. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that if that is what you first asked the question, that's one of the things I think that we strived on from the beginning was creating a different setting and a different experience that people might have been if we would just were to, uh, you know, rent out an industrial space somewhere. And which was, was the first consideration, you know, because it's a lot cheaper. It's easier, mm-hmm. easier. To, I can, we've gone into a commercial in a, uh, industrial space and be up and operating in six months. But we took on this giant project, which we all believed in and we saw the vision of. And we bought, we, you know, we're very, very, very fortunate enough to pick up this property at the right time. It has an amazing beautiful. view. And they had, we wanted to set up more like a vineyard where yeah. it's a, as a destination and an experience for right. to come to. And drink our 100%. beer and meet us and come but here. But the amount of work that went into that is... It's, uh, it's beyond... Like, yeah. it's, it's, I mean, it's three years right. worth of work and time exactly. and sweat and, and, and money, but right. we, yeah. all have that, we all have that same vision together, and that's why I think we're so prideful and proud, and, and we want everyone to share it with us. Exactly. Uh, yeah, right. I, I think another thing to add on top of that, because like it's, it's been a you know, hell of a ride just to get here, right. but like I think all of us... Like, like a beer is a... like. All of us can have different opinions about beer, and I think that is a beautiful thing because um, we can have different opinions on a beer and and like agree to disagree. Like it is crazy. Like with everything going on, it doesn't matter what you believe, but like we can sit down and have a normal conversation about a beer. Totally, no matter like what your political. It's okay that you don't like it. It's okay. Exactly, and I love that about beer. Like you can have a conversation about something and then start a relationship with somebody, and that's the beautiful thing. About 100%. beer, like that's what I love about beer. Hundred percent. And I can meet people that I would typically never meet. So yeah. that's one of my favorite things, actually, about this industry. So, fun fact: I did my master's thesis on um, weather and wine grapes. So when you were talking about oh. a vineyard, when I drove up here for the first time, that was actually one of the first things that I thought was like, "This looks like a vineyard. Um, yeah. Like you could plant grapes on it's a south this south-facing slope." <laughs> it is. I know. It is. Yeah. I was I, like the true the true yeah. nerd in me oh, was yeah. like, "Oh boy, and, this would be great for pla- yeah. for planting." Um, some grapes Maybe we'll or hops because uh, hops actually grow in very similar climates. So hops are grapes, common in spring. Anyway, yeah. so, yeah. So, but one of the things that, that has always drawn me to a uh, fermented beverage um, of some sort is the fact that, and the idea that it brings people together. Mm-hmm. I have met so many people that I probably would not have crossed oh. paths with in a normal daily setting if I were to have gone into more of a corporate um, job. Yeah, 100%. So I love that fact. Um, I it just, and I I have nothing but the utmost respect and adoration for you, for you guys here. Oh, thank you um, very and much. Thank you, yeah. I, I, same, want to, I want to say this statement, and I mean it with 100% sincerity. You guys have created a super inclusive environment. You guys employ all white heterosexual men here. That's not true. Yeah, we our have. controller is female. Okay. Or Megan is. Okay. Okay. And, Fair and enough. Our, and one of the owners is female. Fair and enough. Jen. Yeah. Is wife's female? My wife's female. Well, okay, <laughs> right. But on on your production basis, let's let's correct. put it. Let's yeah. Let's production let me basis, let me focus are, on that. You're correct. Yes. So that is sort of the um, typical beer climate, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, in in this industry, there is a difference for me as a woman 
walking into a brewery that has an inclusive environment and a brewery that does not put that as their main focus. And it is very, 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 very apparent here that that is one of your tippity top most main focuses is creating an inclusive environment and something that is comfortable for everybody. Oh, okay. I yeah. Thought, I thought you were going the other way with that. No, I'm, I'm giving you, I'm giving <laughs> you. you a lot of praise. Yeah. yeah thank um, you. so yeah, my, my shirt like, though, it says, feel like if, if you you're sexist you're me, best I will. The jobs are going to, you know, that's, that's who you get. Like, <laughs> um, oh, so Matt skipped over this question. I, oh. I was really interested to, to hear your response because you've been in the industry a lot longer than us. Um, I don't know how to word this. So, like, do I don't know? Do you think old gen breweries? Uh, what? How do? Do you think old gen breweries don't have enough respect? We'll put it that way. Like, like the OGs. Like, like we're talking like Sierra Nevada. Like, well, I don't know about the. I, are we talking sure, about like we'll local about local we're, OGs? Let's just yeah. Let's just. Uh, I think in, like in general. All right. So like, you have like there's always like the the. the Craft breweries that started, let's say, like in the '90s, right, in like early 2000s. Do you think there's? I think that's. Like, Is that? Uh, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not talking like. Uh, I'm just. Yeah. Like so. Like if like Sierra Nevada came out and made a killer hazy IPA, which that, they like, do, and like it would be like treehouse comparable. I haven't had it yet, but like say it's treehouse comparable. Like why did like? Uh, and I'm more thinking okay, of like think the free will. Like I'm thinking more of the local realm. I'm thinking okay. like more if there's a class. because I think there's a boom right now that's going on, and then there was a boom back 10 years ago with like. Free will, naked, round guys, um, all those guys that opened up. Yeah. Like, is there like a like? Why don't they get the same respect? Not respect. Like the same hype, make, the same I'm level just, of yeah, hype. Because free will, like he makes killer, like killer beer, and like I just like why. I don't. You. I'm like trying to get. Like, I think why I don't, don't they get the same. Asking. I think. I, well, why I think, don't they get the same hype? I guess. I think. Yeah. I, I think I get it to an extent. So, um, multi new. multi part answer on that. One, um, I think that those medium to large size production breweries. Okay, so I'm going to classify this as production brewery, meaning. They are focused on wholesale and distribution. Yeah. Okay. okay. Versus on-site consumption and sales. Mm-hmm. So, production-based breweries, which ten years ago that was the name of the game. Was the that model. was what you got into. Nishamini, it was either Friotto, it was either that. Yeah. Yep. It was either that or you became a brew pub. Um, and, and a lot of people yeah. didn't want to become a brew pub because when you open a restaurant, you're essentially opening yeah. two businesses. Yeah, yeah. Right. Crazy. So people are like, I just want to brew beer. Oh, production. That's the only way to go. That was also before self-distribution was a thing. And which changed the whole game. Absolutely. Yeah. And when licensing didn't allow you to sell beer for consumption on site. Um, Another game changer. It allowed you to sell beer to go. Um, but not for on-site consumption. So um, keep those things in mind. But those those medium breweries, medium-sized breweries that are producing, uh, let's say ten to twenty. Ten to twenty. I was just gonna say ten to twenty thousand barrels a year. Mm-hmm. I gotta pee real um, quick. Sorry. If those, you if you need to go, like no, I'm okay. I'm good. You're good. All right, I'm just gonna pee you can go at the bathroom break. What's that? Nothing. Well, you can go ahead. Those, I already went. Those size breweries are the ones that are actually hurting the worst right yeah, now. Nah. They're hurting the most um, because they haven't quite created the huge distribution footprint as, say, New Belgium, Sierra yeah. Nevada, Oscar Blues, 
Um, they don't have a really taste room focused even, bottle. Even Trogues. Um, you know, like now well, I will like, well, I will use I will use Trogues actually as a, a an example of I love Trogues. Um, me too. So I worked I used to live right down the street from Trogues. And they they're up there with like the Allagash to me, like their business model. Yeah. Well, not that business model, but the way that they their whole companies. I 100 agree. Ran like yeah. I think they do a really good job. I like I said, I used to live right down the street from Trogues. Um, actually, even when they were in downtown Harrisburg, I lived really close to them. And then when they moved to Hershey, um, they yeah, were their facility is they were two miles it's from my house. I used clean. to sit in their their tap room and work on my master's thesis. No, huh? um, so yeah. But I think those me- medium 10, 10 to 20,000 barrel per year breweries are the ones that are hurting the most right now um, because they haven't established their footprint as big, like I said, as like Sierra Nevada um, or New Belgium or something like that. But they're too big to appeal to the people that want the small local neighborhood the people that, that want come out to Saturdays know come to out be drink. like oh i knew about them yeah, back exactly. when oh, yeah. right so i think that they're the ones that are hurting um the most right now and i also think that they're like they started a while ago before everyone else right they were like you know they started before right. people and their beer style hasn't really changed with the market also when you're producing that many barrels, right? When your batch size is ninety to two hundred barrels at a time yeah. for your batch size, like that's really hard to just say, oh, yeah. you know, we're gonna just do this one-off beer. Like, yeah. let's try this new hazy IPA. Like, that, that's not easy. And you, I, that's that, why that commend is commend Trogues. Like, they put that whole new, brand new so scratch series. Trogues has so the scratch series. In. Yeah, I was gonna say so. The scratch series has been like a staple of their yeah. business model from like day one. They've like had this scratch series. We modeled right? our workshop series directly so, after that. Yeah. Great, Trogues is amazing. I I 100 think that they are a prime example of a brewery that started in that early to mid 90s. Yep. That has actually kept up with the times. Like they upgraded. Head. They up. Yep. They updated their branding. Um, Cans. Maybe eight or ten years ago. Maybe around eight years ago. They probably seven or eight years ago. They updated their their whole brand. Um, they went to cans. They have really done a good job of capturing both that local market. Yeah, they strive on like the local, like you know, but also have a huge distribution footprint. Yeah, yeah. They've done a the really local good ingredients job. thing. They like really. Now you guys brought up Weyerbacher. There's an example of unfortunately a company that has not done such a great job with that. Yeah. Um, Weyerbacher. Yeah. So they oh, they actually do make some good beers, and they 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 used to make some of the the most standout sought after beers they're, they're triple right wasn't they didn't they have a triple Mary Monks they, had, Mary they had Mary Monks, Monks and then they had um, their oh, barley wine yeah their and barley then, wine um, what was the they had an IPA what that was, was the like, uh, bourbon barrel aged stout it was like Sunday morning stout right or something I think it was Sunday morning stout I can't remember but anyway I mean that was I remember back in 2015 or 16 Going to Weyerbacher on a random Sunday morning. In Easton? I, yeah. I think, it, I think it is called Sunday Morning Stout. When they did their Sunday Morning Stout release, and there was a line around the block really. to pick that up in 2016. That's crazy. Fast forward a year or two, and uh, it's not the same. What happened? It's not the same landscape. It's not the same I market. Well, I know like, they went through a different bunch of different investors. Or yeah, I don't, I don't know anyway. what happened. But, like, but, but, but Victory is another one in that same demographic, like that same market. 
Right, and where they, they so yeah, well, and their distribution footprint is huge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now they Sly are now Fox. they are now part of that conglomerate with Southern Tier. Um, oh, they six are. Point. Yeah, oh, Victory yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Sly Fox is so independent, but yeah, yeah, Sly Fox is another guy that's like made it through some of those tough times. Well, they like, contract for a lot, but they're yeah. I was gonna say, but some of these big breweries are hurting hard right now. Yeah. Um, I think there's also I, a pushback really from the big this... brands too, and like with with uh, on distribution side. Yeah, yeah. Oh, because your your competition is. I mean, you know, you're talking. You guys are talking about selling like. Okay, we'll sell you like ten cases or something. Yeah, you know, and yeah. these guys are talking about selling like a thousand yeah. pallets. Yeah. <laughs> of something to like one geographic region. Yeah. You know. <laughs> so. It's crazy. It's such a different. Yeah, and like the. Just the cost analysis, too. Yeah, it's like, yeah. It's, if you can get so, people here, it's a little easy. You know? So how do how do some of these breweries, how have sure they maintained a, a following versus some others? I don't know. I think it's I think it's being aware of what the current beer market is. I think it's listening to your consumers, and I think it's adapting and also trying. And this is not a position that I envy anybody to be in, but I think it's trying to figure out how you straddle that middle line of still maintaining that super secret, like mm-hmm. nobody Scarcity. knows about them. Yes. Yeah, with right. With also having stuff that everybody has access to, yeah. you know, I, and you know, I am happy to hear that you guys um, are big fans of tropes. Cause I, I think that they are a company that has managed to do that pretty well. Yeah. And um, yeah, them and uh, like it, I think free will, oh, free will even adjusted their like with Peddler's Village and mm-hmm. focusing on their tasting room more. Like yeah. they seem to have adjusted very well with you know changing. Well, the the market shifted in the last three or four years to you know going. That's to the not brewery. a lot of time no, either. It's like fast. It's, and it's fast. buying buying from the brewery directly, mm-hmm. and and going there for t- and to taste beer at their own place. Like people people would rather go there than go buy it at, at a giant down the street. And styles yeah. change too. Like, I mean. Yeah. It's constantly reevaluating like, your portfolio. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know and like, if to answer your question or not, but no, yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm, yeah, I'm trying. I'm basically, I'm, I'm getting at like, do the older breweries like feel disrespect, have a respect, for, or not have respect for like people like us? Like, no, I, I think it's the other way around. I don't think breweries that have opened up with in the past year respect what the breweries have done in have the past. Oh, you think it's the and opposite? I think it's the opposite. I don't. I think the breweries that opened up ten years ago like are extremely welcoming, and then yeah. the breweries that have opened up now, I don't think cocky. they. I don't think they respect what those guys have laid the groundwork well, for us. Well, I, yeah, think I, know. That, I think that that is... And I'm not speaking for everybody, yeah, of course. Yeah. And I'm saying... I, I think, think that that is a two-way street. Um, because I think that the newer breweries that are opening up um, that share a same attitude and mindset as you guys here <clears throat> could walk into any big-name brewery and people would welcome you in because you are genuinely nice people. Mm-hmm. Genuine being the key word. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, there are a lot of younger and newer breweries out there that um, are not wanting to pay respects or honor those that came before them. If yeah. You know, um, yeah. And that helped to pave the way, you yeah. know, and and sort of come in with like guns a blazing saying, I know everything when in reality, 
any conversation that you have with anybody within this industry, it, it stands to be a learning opportunity. You know, whether it is learning a technical thing about brewing, learning about a business model, learning about a new hop source, or learning about somebody's new favorite restaurant, whatever it is, it stands to be a learning opportunity. There's so, uh, there's so much, you know, approaching learn. any, yeah, right. any opportunity that you meet with somebody, approaching that with open arms and open mind and, you know, a sense of humility, <laughs> it only serves yeah. everybody you're in not going to know at all. Yeah. Like this industry specifically, like you're well, never, we're all never. going to be an expert. I am a learning Ever. creature. Yeah. I'm a learning creature. And I think if you're not learning, then you're Get not the progressing. Fuck yeah. Out. yeah. If you're not learning, you're not progressing. Like you're no, and my, if you're not progressing, you're getting worse. My daily, like, my daily thing um, that I say to myself every day. And this is, this is, I have a list of affirmations that I say to myself every morning, but one of the things that is a standing goal for me is that I always want to be 1% better than I was the day before. Even if I take a step back, I'm learning from that yep. step. Yeah. And I say, okay, Hannah, maybe not your best work today, but you know what? You're going to try again tomorrow. And tomorrow, we're going to learn from today's mistakes. Right. Yeah. So yeah. just strive to be 1% better, man. And like, look at every single person that you come into contact with as somebody that you can learn from. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just a cliche, but learning try to learn something new every day i mean it's pretty simple but it's 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 true but it's so true like yeah just one thing just a stupid thing even just like you said even if you make them even if you make a mistake like there's your lesson like (laughs) you're not technically learning something new but you learned that that thing didn't work right you have to do that again right yeah but i'm big on that as well yeah